0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Welcome to Keeping It Real Fridays here on the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. Here uh, tonight, we want to do something a little bit different. We want to just kind of talk, you know, really want to keep it real, which is what we're here to do on Fridays. Uh, But we want to really talk about something that everybody's been talking about, something that we've been talking around. We've been talking about it uh, over the last several months in regards to, you know, Eric Garner, uh, you know, Trayvon Martin, uh, you know, just the whole media uh, focus on on the Black Lives Matter movement. We've been hearing a lot about police brutality. Um, there's a lot of social issues that are in the forefront now. And what we want to do tonight is really just talk about it. You know, we've never actually done a show on Black Lives Matter. And um, that's what we want to do tonight. You know, obviously we want to talk about what's going on in the world. Obviously a little bit later on we're going to do some Ask Data and Advice questions, but I really want to talk about the tough issues. I want to talk about what's on people's minds. I want to say some things that other people may be afraid to talk about and afraid to say but need to be said. You know, there's, you know, I don't know if you guys are watching TV right now. Uh, if you've had your TV on, you guys maybe know that uh there's a uh, you know a Trump rally going on or that was supposed to go on tonight that was that was canceled a lot of a lot of protesting i want to dig beneath the surface tonight and talk about what's really going on with that i want to talk about it from a real perspective not a media driven perspective not a propaganda perspective but really what you know why why is cnn Uh, MSNBC you know Fox News why are they focusing on this stuff what is the agenda here you know at place because you know anyone should know by now that time is money you know advertising is involved ratings are involved there's always a motivation there are pressing issues in the world going on that definitely don't get as much or nearly as much coverage because it doesn't fit that agenda. And so we want to look at, you know, what is that agenda? What is actually been uh, going on and, and why? And, you know, just talk about it, man. So I'm excited tonight. Um, it's been, a, you know, about a week or so since we were last live. Uh, we had our crazy, crazy uh, at Oscar special where we talked about Chris Rock and really spent a lot of time even on that show talking about race relations in America talking about different agendas at work, you know, with just this whole race, you know, black versus white, um, that whole theme that really plays out, you know, has been playing out, whether it's Cam Newton in sports, whether it's Trump, you know, in in politics, you know, the whole um, Ostra thing, you know, black versus white from an entertainment standpoint. So if you really look at the world, you know it's it's all over we really got to take a look at what's going on and, and so we're going to do that tonight in a, in a number of different ways so um as always you guys are welcome to call in with comments I mean, questions whatever you may have 646 uh 0366 and um you know we we'll, we we'll, uh, you know we'll, we'll get it in we'll have some fun tonight uh Courtney is here with me tonight Courtney how are you
2: I am doing well It's so good to be here um, excited of course for another great show and then also just enjoying this weather, it's been unseasonably warm <laughs> this whole week. So that's pretty good too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it, you know, it's exciting. I mean it, I mean it is technically spring like around the corner, like I mean like next week will actually be spring, so Actually, it's not like unseasonably, but but I get what you're saying, no, Courtney. You know, this is keeping it real fun. <laughs> so know what I, mean. I mean, it's not really. I mean, technically, you're. I mean, technically, it's still winter, <laughs> but I mean, it is middle of March. So I mean, you know, today was sixty, which was actually right on the you know the button. You know what I mean? But you know, it is what it is. Good, to, good to be back. You know, I got to give you a hard time, Courtney, but I'm excited <laughs> tonight though. You know, let's jump into it, man. Tonight's show is brought to you guys by Talbot Relationship Counseling, TRC Auto Sales, and, um, you know, that's what it is, man. You know, let's so so what is, what is going on around the world? You know, I had some other things that I wanted to start off with what's going on in the world, but, you know, everyone's talking about Donald Trump right now. So, I mean, if, you know, let's, let's talk about it, man. Like, you know, I, I like over the last 10 or so years, we've been doing this a long time. I, I like to consider us the you know, the voice of the people. Like I you know, I've I've always told you guys, I am a lover of talk radio. So, you know, I like talking about things. You know what I'm saying? I like talking about, you know, things that I would like to hear discussed. And, you know, just so you know, I mean there's a serious shortage serious shortage of of quality radio out there, quality media out there. And so I just want to talk about stuff. And if you guys have issues that you're passionate about post about them in the friends of the Day Don Tolbert show group let us know what you want to hear discussed and we definitely will uh you know we'll discuss it at some point so here's one of the issues that I so and let's let's just look at what's, so everyone's protesting Donald Trump okay that you got these you have these rallies that you know and, and um, please let me just be clear over the last several weeks any live show we've done, if you guys are newer listeners or maybe missed a couple of shows, I don't don't let whatever the topic is fool you because every day, every show we talk about, we've talked about Trump. We've spent, a, you know, an, a, a lot of time talking about politics, the, you know, the debates, Donald Trump, Ben Carson, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Bernie, like we've been talking about this. So, just, you know, understand that it, and get caught up if you've missed any shows. There's definitely some uh, valuable, valuable information has been given. But so let's look at, so Donald Trump has been, you know, portrayed by the media as this racist, right? I mean, that's what's going on. He's, you know, he's a racist, you know, and we, and again, let me just, you know, I'm not a a Republican. I'm not a Donald Trump supporter, you know, but at the same time, I am someone who has literally, and when I say literally, I mean, literally, you know, watched every debate this, this, election season i have not missed one debate i've heard every debate from the democratic side from a republican side i just got finished watching last night's republican debate um like you know i had to get caught up i didn't catch it last night live and so you know so when i i'm just saying that to say that i know like you know what i'm talking about i've watched it and not just the sound bites, not just. sound bites, the you know the the CNN clips or whatever you know where they add their spin to it, but when you actually hear you know what's actually being said, I personally have not heard one racist comment made. Okay, and let me just and I'm again I'm, I, I said I've watched them, and I think if anyone who's watched them, they've never actually heard. Now the media has taken certain things and spun it, right, and that's why you have these rallies. That's why you have these things. Now, again, I, I'm not, I, you know, I don't support everything that Donald Trump is saying. Like he has, the, and even the media. And here's the thing: when you, it's like weird. It's like when you think of Donald Trump, why you think he's? I mean, he speaks on all issues. You'll get the debates. They ask all types of questions, right? They talk about all types of issues. But the the issue the, when you think of Donald Trump. You hear two things. You think you hear his stance on on Islam, and then you think of his stance on immigration. Why? You know where these are just questions. These, you know, those opinions have been formed based on questions at these debates. But just like there's, there's a million different questions at the debate. So you got to ask yourself, wait a minute, why are these two things sticking out? Hmm. It's because that's how the media spins it. But, you know, and that's, you know, that's life, that's what they do, but we got to look at it like that. Now, again, I haven't heard anything racist now, per se. I have heard things that I disagree with. You know, when you say, hey, look, um, you know, how do you feel about Islam? And they've given him opportunities to backtrack. They've given him opportunities to clarify. But they're, you know, just so you guys understand what's actually being said, they're asking him, Hey, or he's saying, hey, look, I have a problem. There's a problem in the United States with terrorism. He's like, so you've got to look at, okay, who are these terrorists? Well, they're radical Islamists, right? I mean, that's what—that's who the terrorists are. You know, they're they're radicals. So he's saying, well, so they're asking, like, wait a minute, do you have a problem with Islam? Just to be clear, like, are you saying Islam is the problem? Because there's, you know, over a billion uh, Muslims in the world. He's like, well, I mean, there's a problem. He doesn't clarify it, but he's saying there's a problem, which there is a problem. Now, do I think that, um i i mean that's it's it's you know it's ludicrous to say that Islam itself is the problem right that's that's ludicrous that's, so I can't support that, but at the same time that's his opinion now, do I think that's a racist opinion no, I don't because there is a problem i don't i don't i don't feel, now some people may disagree i that's not racist to me if you look at the actual word now that's how he feels. You can't ask a man how he feels and then get mad at his response when he tells you exactly how he feels because it may be a difference from how you feel. I think that everybody, for me, because that's what, that's what we're here for, Is you know, this is my opinion. There absolutely is a problem with radical Islamists, in, you know, around the world as well as in this country. People who distort, just like radical uh, Christians, people who call themselves Christians, people who call themselves Muslims, they're radicals. They take the religion and and they twist it. So there's absolutely a problem. So he's saying, basically, you know, it's so hard nowadays to differentiate who, you know, which is which and which which is true. Now, that, you know, I can't get on board with the whole let's, you know, let's turn our backs to all Muslims and let's place all Muslims, you know, in a box. And say all Muslims are bad. You, can't, you know, I can't, I can't support that. But at the same time, I, you know, I disagree with that from a fundamental standpoint. But I'm not going to say, okay, you're a racist because that's that's your way of dealing with a clear and present problem. Now, this is the this is the this is how I feel. I would rather this is where I think I differ from a lot of people because I would actually rather him say, look, there's a major problem with 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 radical Islamists, period, here in this country and abroad. I'd rather him take a hard stand and say, look, we as a country have to stop being politically correct. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and if, if that means waterboarding, if that mean, means detaining these people in Guantanamo Bay, if that means, you know, shutting off our borders, to you know having a more strict vetting process to, de- to determine who comes in and out of this country, hey, I'm all for that. Because there is a problem, you know. If that means hunting down, you know, you know, people, you how can you target terrorist families? You know, we have a president right now who who will not, who refuses to classify. And this, look this up: Obama refuses to classify the, the the Islamic State attacks that are going on around Christian, going on towards Christians around the world as genocide. We have thousands of Christians having, you know, who who are just professing their love for Jesus Christ, you know, in, in Islamic parts of the, country, of the world, and they're having their heads chopped off. They're being tortured just for the love of Jesus Christ. And, and Obama, and, you know, and other places are calling this like, whoa, anytime you have a, a specific, a large group of people who are being murdered and slaughtered, that's classified as genocide. You look at the Jews in the Holocaust. You look at slavery, you know, these are classified as, you know, as genocide. So why, when Christianity is being attacked, can that not be classified as genocide? Obama refuses to do that. But here we have at least someone, if the weather has to be Donald Trump, we have someone actually standing up and saying, hey, look, we need to take a stand because we are are being, uh, Christianity is being attacked. You understand? That's, that's the issue. That's what's most important. I don't care how we get there. I don't care who the messenger is. I'm just glad someone is taking a stand because Obama, darn sure isn't doing it. Bernie Sanders isn't doing it. Hillary Clinton isn't doing it. You know, no one is talking about the immigrants. There is a serious problem. We're going to talk about the immigrants from a real perspective, but there's a serious problem in this country with immigration. You don't hear the Democrats talking about, it. according to the Democrats, everything is fine. According to Obama, everything is fine. You know, at least Donald Trump and, and the rest of the Republicans, to be honest with you, are, if you watch the debates, at least they're saying, hey, look, there's a major problem with illegal immigrants coming into this country, staying, doing all types of things, committing crimes. There is, That's a fact. There's a problem there. So at least they are saying, "Hey, look, let's come up with a solution to this." The Democrats are not even. I watch the debates. Like that's what I'm saying. I actually watch them. They're not even talking about it. It's not even a talking point. That's a problem. You understand that? That's a major problem. That immigration, and you can even see it on the polls. You know, what is, what's most important? It's like terror, uh, the economy, terrorism, healthcare, care, and immigration is like right at the bottom. Immigration is a huge problem, okay? Now, watch this. But now, I, now, the irony with that, here's the irony with that. The irony is that, and I said this on Facebook, I said that why is everyone focusing on Donald Trump and other Republican stance on immigration when Barack Obama has actually deported more immigrants? And I didn't even know this. Before uh, the last couple of days, I was amazed to read this. He's actually deported. Well, I didn't hear this because again, they're not reporting it. You know, they, he's actually deported more immigrants than any president in U.S. history. Over two million immigrants over the last eight years have been deported. Now, this is amazing because according to you know the, the platforms, and I only—I'll tell you watch This, you know, how I knew that because it took watch this, The it took. Hillary Clinton and both Bernie Sanders to actually expose Obama. I was amazed. Normally they just, you know, they they just kind of talk about they they support him. They don't you don't you rarely hear Democrats running for president disagreeing with the policies of the current president. But when they asked him, they say they, and then Hillary gave her normal BS answers. That she never answered the question they asked, they said Hillary, you know, can you promise that if you're elected president, you will not deport? women and children who have come across here illegally. Can you promise that? Go go back and watch it. It's the most ridiculous thing. The dude asked her like five different times. She You know, she went off on her whole, well, I can say this is what I'll say. I can say that. I will make sure that, you know, they're given the due process. No, he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, again, can you promise? that you will not deport women, innocent women and children who happen to have been brought here, you know, uh, you know, through a process that was not legal. Can you promise that? She said, well, you know, again, you know, I'll make sure. He's like, excuse me, can you answer this time yes or no? She's like, I, no, I, she's like no, I cannot make that promise. She said, no, I cannot make th- that promise. But and then she went back on to her whole usual spiel, and then they went to Bernie Sanders. And he's like, Bernie Sanders, he's like, now, and that's when he played her. That's when they played her because he was like, can you answer yes or no? Will you make the promise that you will not deport women and children? And, again, this is right on the debate. Most people don't watch these debates, so they have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you watch the debate, it was crazy. He's like, can you make, they're like, can you make the promise? He's like, yes, I can make that promise. I will not deport women and children. Everybody went crazy. They went, you know, they started clapping. And that's when they brought up. They were like, "Well, hold on, hold on. You're saying you want to deport. So how do you feel about the fact that Obama has actually deported over two million, you know, immigrants over the last several years, more than any other president in the in the uh, in the country in the history of the the country?" And I, well, that's they both said. Listen, guys, they both said, well, that's something I can't support the president on. They said, I disagree with Obama's policy on immigration. I d- that would not, you know, these these uh, detainment camps that they got set up where they hold these immigrants, you know, like prisoners, like slaves. He said, I don't, you know, I don't agree with that. That will not be my policy if I'm elected president. That's something that Obama does. And this is major, guys. This is major because look at it. You think of anyone who thinks of immigration, Courtney, what do you immediately think of? Who do you immediately think of? probably donald trump right donald trump is the first thing that comes to anyone's mind when you hear immigration but here you have a sitting president who is actually depo- has one of the most strictest uh you know policies on immigration in the history of this country and no one even associates him, I mean, he doesn't even talk about it this is just stuff he does he just does it, and that's just amazing to me. And everyone should be amazed by that, the way I was, because I didn't know that. You won't know that from watching CNN. That's why we got to take a more active role. So that's you know, so there's that, you know. But again, that's not to, um, you know, that's not a, uh, a, you know, I'm not openly supporting Trump. Although I will, I mean, if I did, I, you know, I do. I mean, that's not an issue. I, you know, I'm be be clear. I'm not afraid of controversial views at all. But I cannot support uh someone with with his views, but at the same time, there are a number of things that I actually one hundred percent agree with him on, you know, and as well as other republicans you know, and so I think that we just have to i'm just I'm just so sick of the media influencing people's mind, not even influencing because it's not even that would be too too general I'm sick of the media controlling people's minds controlling how people think controlling how people behave you these these protesters are are they like robots and i wish people could understand the true agenda that's at work here they're like robots being controlled by the television all this stuff is by the television you know what I mean? it's all from cnn it's all from it's all media propaganda it's all media hype you know i mean there's so many different people there's so many different things you know, think about it. Nobody was calling uh, uh, Donald Trump a racist before this whole presidency thing. This guy has been in the media for as long as I can remember. There's never been talk about Donald Trump being a racist, ever. Now all of a sudden he's a racist. Why? Because it fits the agenda at this point. Anything that he says, it's taken to a whole nother level. You understand? I mean, I've said the same, the same exact things that they're focusing on that 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 they're, they're quote-unquote making Donald Trump to be a racist about. You know what I'm saying? Many of them. It's like, I'm not a racist. I just keep it real. You know what I mean? And I think that, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, people are not really watching for themselves. I've watched entire, I've watched two-hour Donald Trump speeches and not heard one racist thing. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, you know, we have to, we, we're allowing uh, racist protesters you know, and the media's portrayal, like this whole thing on CNN right now, that's all protesters. That's media. It's the same thing they do with Ferguson. It's the same thing they're doing in Baltimore. You know, it's like you know, you could there could be a a peaceful rally right around the corner, and they're gonna focus on the, the you know the chaos just because that's what they you know they want you to you know to to focus on and to leave the lasting impression in your mind. But we've got to be better than that understand any thoughts on just that whole that whole thing, Courtney?
2: Yes. I just think it's amazing how this whole Donald Trump um I don't wanna call it a situation, but it's been blown out of proportion to the point where it's it's arousing these strong emotions from people. I've actually heard people tell me I hate Donald Trump. <laughs> I said hate Do you know him? Well, no, no, I I don't know him, but I I just hate him because he's racist and he's this and he's that. And like you said, they pay attention to, you know, words that he says that are are twisted and just different situations. Like um, they were saying, oh, you know, he supports the KKK. That was never said, but, you know, (laughs) they made it seem like, you know, he – he supports the, you know, KKK and um, all of this stuff. And, you know, he's racist because, you know, he doesn't want um, the Islamists to come over to, to the United States. And as I said before, it's, to me, it's not about, and he actually says it himself, it's not about religion but more so national security. Now, his method, is may not be the best, <laughs> but the intention is, is what's important. It's about protecting our borders, but people don't look at it that way. They look at it at how, at how um, the media is portraying it, and they just tell everybody just to hate him. And now you see what you see on TV. You know, you see these protesters and people like tearing up signs and just running around like crazy. So.
1: Yeah, it's crazy out here. It's it's really unfortunate. And um, you know, tonight, we want like I said, we want to talk about Black Lives Matter and just just the whole. You know, everything that encompasses, you know, the whole discussion on race relations, um, you know, the whole um, media perspective, the whole media slant um, towards this. I mean, it it wasn't like this. I don't know if you guys noticed, but it it definitely wasn't always like this. It's a definitely clear, you know, and and, um, deliberate attempt to divide the country, you know, into this black and white or black versus white uh, environment that we see today. Uh, one of the things that I found interesting, I was watching a um, you know a clip of uh, Killer Mike. I don't know if you guys know about Killer Mike, but he's a uh, you know a very avid um, supporter of of Bernie Sanders, and um, he does a lot of uh, a lot of campaigning for him. And you know he was actually talking, you know, making some very excellent points, much of which you guys have heard us talk about here on this show. But he was talking. I posted it on my Facebook page. He was saying that how Hillary can't change the system if she represents the system, which I found to be very, I mean, you know, that's just, that's what it is. That's what we talk about every night. I mean, and if you, a lot of people don't understand that. And it it just, uh, it baffles my soul that you got, you know, all these Southern states who, you know, that are majority black, you know, and they're, they're supporting her in like overwhelming numbers, especially over someone like Bernie Sanders. And it just, you know, it just really speaks directly to uh, no disrespect to anyone, but just ignorance. You know, just because there's no—I mean, there's no possible reason, you know. And again, I've watched the debates. I—I mean, you know, this is what I do. You know, I watch everything, whether it's CNN. I mean, the debates. I mean, you know, MSNBC. I've—I've I've, you know, been to these candidates' websites, and I mean, there's there's literally no reason whatsoever to, for anyone to support Hillary. Over Bernie, like it's like okay, if you want to support Hillary over Donald Trump, it's like okay, we can talk about that. All right, I get it. But I mean, if you're a Democrat, you you know, you just just, it's just not it can't be anything other than ignorance. You know, like if like if you've actually watched and researched Bernie, and then you've actually watched and researched, uh, you know, Hillary, there's there's no reason. There's no reason whatsoever. And I challenge anyone, to you know, who's voting for Hillary to really ask yourself or ask someone else who you know supporting Hillary. Like, Yo, like why would you vote for Hillary over Bernie Sanders, just out of curiosity? I 100% guarantee you, you won't get a clear answer. I guarantee it. I 100% guarantee it. It'll be some kind of ridiculous answer. Problem. Just try it out, and you'll see what I mean. It's only because of ignorance. You know what I mean? And, um You know, or or just, like I said, something ridiculous. So think about that for a second. Now, but again, you can't, like I said, you can't, like, you know, if you have someone who's literally getting paid and on the payroll of these billionaires, literally getting $600,000 per speech, you know, a million dollars to make it, you know, to speak, and, you know, there are favors that come with that stuff, and, you know, that Hillary is on the payroll you can't change that. And she. that's why they say, hey, look, you know, release your, uh, you know, your your tax records and, you know, these these records for, you know, what you're getting paid for these, these speeches and these appearances and things like that. She doesn't want to do it because it would be, you know, mind-boggling, it would be eye-opening to everyone to see, like, yo, the people you're talking about prosecuting and, you know, cutting funding for and, and you know, penalizing, it's like these are the people who, people who are paying and have been paying you and Bill Clinton. Uh, you know, salary for the last many years. He, I mean, the, it's the people like Donald Trump, ironically, and that's one of the reasons why I respect what he's done because he's actually said a lot of truth. What I'm saying right now, he said, he said publicly, like, "Yo, I, I was one of those people." <laughs> you know, you got, you got, and Bernie Sanders talks about it every day. He says, like, you have these billionaires who have these politicians in their pockets. So how can any, and why would anything get changed? If if everyone's benefiting, the billionaires are getting favors, the politicians are getting rich, why would anyone expect that to change, especially with someone who's an active participant in the system like Barack Obama, like Hillary Clinton? You know, so you can't – that's that's one of the reasons why Bernie Sanders has had the uh, momentum that he's had. Because he's exposing the, the rigged campaign contribution system that Hillary Clinton continues to benefit from, like Barack Obama benefited from. That's what I'm saying. You guys got to really open your eyes. You know, that's why I like people like Marco Rubio, uh, you know, John Kasich, because it's like they're not – that's not what they're – they're not in the pockets of these people. I'm not saying they're perfect, but if you look at, it, you know – issue for issue. Look at these these people's stances. It's like, come on, how can you support someone who represents everything that everyone wants to supposedly change? You know, so, I mean, so there's that. Um, now, here's the thing. We got to, this actually made me chuckle. You know, there's, you got, I mean, it's amazing. You got people like, you know, people, you know, got people like Bernie, I mean, uh, Ben Carson. You know, you look at people like that, and you know, or look at him, and you then you look at people who call him a sellout. He's a sellout. Like, okay, well, why is he a sellout? What makes him a sellout? Well, um, I don't know. He just is. Like, what? Like, what, what exactly do you disagree with? Well, I don't know. He disagrees with Obama, so you know, and he's black, so you know, that's why I'm like, no, you you don't have a reason, you know. And I, I you know, one of the things that I see, see my definition of a sellout, guys is because we're talking about Black Lives Matter, and you'll see where all this is going, because you can't talk about Black Lives Matter but from an ignorant perspective, you know, because all the same people who are calling him a sellout, the same people who support Obama, the same people who support Clinton and don't even pay any attention to Bernie, those are, the, the, to me, those are the people who are sellouts, because you're saying, like, all right, well, I don't really care about informing myself about the political process. You know what I'm saying? So that to me, you know, if you, my grandmother, you know, my grandfather, my great great grandmother and, and, and father. You know, these are people who fought and died for our rights to to be a part of the political process. So for me, the true sellout is someone who's just oblivious to the process. That's a sellout because you're selling out your ancestors. You're selling out the people who actually fought for your right to be informed. You see what I'm saying? It's not about voting or not voting. That's what people don't understand. It's about the right to be informed, a right to be an active participant in the process, whether that means watching the debates, whether that means actually voting, whether that means helping out at the polls, whether that means having intelligent commentary on social media. But it's are there different ways to change the system and to bring about change. It's not all about pushing a button. I would have no problem whatsoever if somebody said, hey, look, I've watched these debates. I've researched their website. And based on what I've seen, no candidate deserves my vote. I choose not to personally endorse Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, you know, uh, Marco Rubio, or any of these guys because I've researched them extensively and none of them, I don't feel like they are worthy of my personal endorsement. Hey, you get no argument from me. You know what I'm saying? Because you are an active participant in the process. You know no one is obligated to vote it's not a it's not an obligation it's not you know what I'm saying It's not even a responsibility. It's a right. you have an option you know to actually vote or not vote. but I feel like the responsibility comes from being an active participant in the process. You know what I'm saying. There are people who would rather watch love and hip hop than actually than watch the debate but want to be screaming Black Lives Matter. It's amazing. It's, it's crazy to me, preposterous. It's hypocritical. This is how hypocritical it is. Watch this. You guys, This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm on Facebook. I post a question. I, it said, you know, it was a little meme. It said, if Michelle Obama ran for president, would you vote for her? And I said, Courtney, did you see that?
2: Yes, I did, and I answered it. I said, for what? <laughs>
1: No. This is the problem. This is such, I mean, this that thread was so indicative. I mean, it's like, it's, it's so ridiculous. But it's indicative of the ignorance of so many people. Because, I mean, you're, first of all, it it, it it makes a mockery of everything. That's what people don't understand. It makes such a mockery. It makes a mockery of my grandparents. It makes a mockery of my parents. It makes a mockery of the entire process. Because Hillary, I mean, first of all, like even Hillary, somebody like Hillary Clinton, it's like okay, she's been a senator, she's been a Secretary of State. You know what I'm saying? She's traveled the world. She's, you know, has a pla an actual platform on certain issues. She's a politician. So that I mean, obviously, I disagree with the vast majority of things she says, but at least it, she's a you know eligible to be a part of the conversation. You understand? It's like you don't have to like her. But it's, it makes sense to talk about it and include her in a political conversation. Even Donald Trump, to a certain extent. I mean, he's a businessman. He's you know run billion dollar companies. So th- th- one of the major issues. Now, granted, he's very unfamiliar, as you can see, with foreign policy and with certain things in that uh, regard. But at the same time, th- with the economy, I agree with a lot of the stuff that he's talking about as far as trade you know, the free trade stuff, how we're not making good deals, the Iran deal that Obama made, literally the most horrible deal in the history of the world, giving a terrorist $100 billion, you know what I'm saying, and for them to uh, maintain their uh, a certain agreement. And less than a year into it, they're already in violation of the agreement, but we just gave them $100 billion, you know what I'm saying, and we didn't even have our, our, our troops free that they're currently holding captive. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life, and and that's the stuff people need to be protesting. It's ridiculous—a hundred billion dollars to to the the terrorist hub of the world. Okay, that's what we—that's what Obama did. That's what the United States government did. It's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? And so that's a. But so when you say okay, even Obama's it, i mean, he was a senator. Like I said, I don't agree with a lot of this stuff, but at least it's like okay, he's a, he's a candidate. This is how he feels. Michelle Obama is not a politician. Michelle Obama is not at all, you know, experienced in any possible way, you know, whether from a business standpoint, from a political standpoint, I mean, nothing at all, no reason whatsoever would she ever be a politician, certainly not at this point, like even with Hillary Clinton, it was like, okay, she was more political, even as a first lady, you know what I'm saying? But, and then she became a senator, but Michelle Obama, is it's like, that's not what she does so for someone to say you know what I'm saying I would vote for you for for this person for the president of the United States to make decisions about whether or not we press a a button that could trigger World War 3 whether or not you know what I'm saying negotiating with people like I you know the I Iran you know Russia like stuff that she's never done what's like it hasn't maybe even no desire to do For people to say, I would trust this woman to be the leader of the free world, to make those tough decisions regarding hostages and, you know, I mean, there's so many different, I mean, why do you think Obama has all that gray hair? Why do you think every president goes into office with black hair and comes out with gray hair? It's because that's the, you know, that's the nature of the job. It's so, that's, there's a lot of tough stuff. I mean, there's a whole lot of other reasons for that gray hair, but that's, you know, a whole other conversation. But for someone to think that she would actually, that she has done things at this point, that's not to say she can't, you know, who knows what will happen in the future. But to say at this point she has the type of record and, you know, and experience to to lead the free world to the point where you'd actually vote for her, that's ludicrous to me. It's not not just to me, it's just, it makes no sense. And that just kind of, it's indicative of how aloof, you know, much of the really the black community because I don't hear white people talking about that. I mean, let's be honest, but you hear like, it's just people don't really understand the political process. And that's all I'm saying. We got to actually think, we got to actually make intelligent decisions. You know, I mean, you're saying you won't vote for Donald Trump, you know, but you'll vote for Michelle Obama. Like if he, if he's not qualified, then I mean, how, you know what I'm saying? What does that make her? I mean, I don't know. I'm just asking. Like, what? What? Why? What was your response?
2: Well, my response was no, <laughs> um, for obvious reasons. One, because well, the main one. I mean, she's in Obama, so she's going to be aligned with what President Obama is aligned with. When you think about them, and a lot of people just don't even look at this, but coming into it, this is just one example. When he was first in office. Um, you know, it was all about, you know, uh, a man should be with a woman and a woman should be with a man. To go from that and then to flip-flop into it just being all about, you know, gay pride and embracing everyone, you know, between that and just all all of those things. I mean, that's just one of many instances. And like you said, she doesn't have the experience. I wouldn't vote for her. I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. But this is what I will say that a lot of people, uh, really the black community, as you said, have put the Obamas on a pedestal so high that they could do no wrong. And so they're not going to pay attention to you know, what's really going on, they, they're going to pay, pay attention to, like, wow, you know, the first black president, which really is, isn't true, but, you know, the first black president, the first black first lady, and, oh, you know, this just makes them great, and, you know, I admire her, she's so classy, and all of these things, and that um, determined a lot of people's answers to be yes.
1: I think one of the pro well, not I think, I mean, you know, you look at, you know, the the social structure you know, in the vast majority of this country in regards to African Americans. I mean, the, the quality of school systems, you know, is not good. Um, and so, you know, the the level of information that's being given to these kids is not at the highest level, you know. And so when you have, you know, when you go through, like if you're not, see, for me, like a lot of this stuff, it, you know, the, the seed is planted at a young age, you know, like, for me, I think back in my my experience, like, you know, I had social studies, like, in social studies class, we actually, you know, discussed, you know, politics, we actually discussed what goes on around the world. And so, from a very young age, I had an interest in in politics, in government, and just understanding what the electoral college was, you know, how delegates worked, and, you know, things like that. And so, but unfortunately... A lot of our youth, they're just, that conversation just isn't happening. It's not, it's, you know, it's not happening at home, and it's darn sure not happening in these schools. So it's like, as adults, you know, I mean, that that desire, that interest, just isn't there. The knowledge isn't there. But not only is the knowledge not there, but the interest isn't there. So you have people basing their, you know, their passion off. They have nothing else other than the media to base it on. They, you know what I'm saying? And that's not, and again, I'm not pointing the finger. I'm just explaining it. And that's not, you can't have that, especially if you want to have change. So then that's why you have these catchphrases like Black, black Lives Matter, you know, and these, these social causes that the media shoves down your throats. It's like people jump on board because that's all they know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one of the reasons why this show, like, people love when I talk about this stuff. Our ratings are highest because people have had, they, people have inboxed me, like, yo, yo, keep can you keep keep that little segment? Like, you start to show up talking about politics. Like, yo, can you keep doing that? I like what you're doing because a lot of this stuff I don't know. I never heard this before. I don't hear what you're saying on the news. And I, I know you don't. And that's what I'm saying. I will continue doing it, but you've got to do your part as well. To, to actually watch these debates, to actually, you know, so you can actually hear what they're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like CNN won't focus on the, the other stuff. Donald Trump has made some excellent, excellent points about a lot of different issues. But let the media tell us the only thing he talks about is Islam and immigration. It's amazing. I watch, That's what I'm saying. I watch these debates. They're three-hour debates. They're two-hour debates with all types of questions. How come no one talks about the other issues that are discussed? Really ask yourself that. Why is why are we just talking about Islam? That's how, okay, fine, that's how he feels about Islam. You know what I'm saying? That's how he feels. Okay, you agree, maybe don't agree. All right, cool. Well, well Let's go on to the next topic. Obama supports homosexuality. I don't support that. But what else is he talking about? Okay, he supports abortion. I don't support that. Trump supports, you know what I'm saying? He, 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 okay, that's one thing. Listen, no politician you know is going to have 100% of your support. I hope not. Whether you're a democrat whether you're a republican, there's always going to be things that you don't disagree with with with, with if you if you're a person, okay, who supports literally everything that Barack Obama does, you are a sellout. Because that means you again, you are not taking an active role in the political process. Because there's no possible way you can support everything. And if you do, you don't that means you there's so much stuff that you don't know. Because trust me, it's impossible to support everything that everyone talks about. So what we have to do as intelligent individuals is decide and ask ourselves, what issues are we most passionate about? And I made a list for me personally. This doesn't have to be your list, but I made a list. And my list of things that I'm most passionate about, first and foremost, when it comes to politics, first and foremost, and actually I I made a list, but I can't find a list, but I'm going to off the top of my head, first and foremost, Christianity. You know, like, what are your, as a, as a as a voter, you know, vetting these candidates, I want to know what's most important to me. What's your spirituality like? Like, are you a Christian? What's your beliefs? That's first and foremost. I want to know how you feel about that. You know what I'm saying? Then I want to know, okay, what are your views on the economy? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what are your thoughts on that? You know, what, and these are in no particular order. These are just the things that are most important to me. You know, what are your views on abortion? Like, what are your, like, when, I guess that kind of ties into spirituality. You know, you know, I want to know what your beliefs are, but at the same time, I want to know how how do your beliefs shape your voting record, shape your platform, your political platform? You know what I'm saying? Like, I you know, is it is it contradictory? Is it hypocritical? You know, you say you're a Christian, but you support abortion, but you support homosexuality. Those are o- obvious oxymorons. Yeah, it makes no sense. So, the, you know, those—that's the type of stuff that I look at. Gun control, you know, are, are you in a, a proponent of the Second Amendment? I mean, I like guns. I have guns. I don't like my Second Amendment rights being infringed upon the way Obama is is doing and the rest of these Democrats are trying to do. I don't like that. That's not constitutional. It's not right. You know, it's it's ridiculous. That's also very important to me. These are the major things. Foreign policy. You know, are you immigration criminals coming in? It's amazing. Donald Trump is being crucified because he's actually speaking about. And I've watched the interviews. I've watched every single debate. I've been looking. I look. I've been looking for it just to hear something racist. I've watched. And some. I've. I mean, I trust me when I tell you. I've looked for it because I want to know. I want to see what people see. I'm looking for it. I'm a very intelligent. I'm as intelligent as anyone you ever meet. I've been looking for it with a fine tooth comb. Okay, where's the racism? Because like, everyone's saying, I'm "Right, I want to know before I jump on the bandwagon. I want to research for myself." Where? where okay, immigration, the, the Mexicans. Like, okay, what was actually said that was racist? There's nothing said that was racist. Not that was all 100% media. He say, "Oh no, he's saying that the, all Mexicans are racist. All Mexicans are criminals." I'm like, okay, let me see where he where he said that. Let me. Let me Google this. Let me go on YouTube. Like, let me actually. Like, when when did he say? Okay, in this speech. Right, let me listen to the whole two-hour speech just to make sure I didn't miss anything. He never said that, guys. It was never said. I trust me. It was never said. It's all lies. It's all media. I look for it. Somebody posts where he actually said that. He said that. Wait, what was said was? And again, I'm not a, a Trump supporter, but I just I hate. I don't. I can't stand media propaganda. You understand that he basically was saying, like, look, there's a problem with illegal immigration. There is a lot of illegal immigrants coming in here. Many of them are rapists. Many of them are criminals. They're staying here. They're, you know, they're, and many of them are carrying on criminal enterprises here illegally, and we need to get them out of there. Send them home. I, that's a, that's a, that's truth. That's not you know what I mean, that's not like racism, that's just speaking about a topic that everyone else specifically the Democrats are afraid to talk about. There is a major problem with illegal immigration. Many of the illegal immigrants that come over here are are criminals. Are many of them are rapists. This is document. That's not you know what I'm saying? that's not you know what I'm saying that's not a lie. He's not say he never said all of them, but many of them are. And that's what we got to start looking at. we got to start looking at the uncomfortable truth. This show, you guys are listening to this show, ironically, because we talk about things from a real perspective. We say the things that other radio shows and talk shows are afraid to talk about. He has said a lot of things that other politicians are afraid to talk about. That doesn't make it not true. It just makes it uncomfortable and not politically or socially correct. You know this all. He said. I said, why don't you like Trump? Well, he wants to build a wall. Okay. What's what's wrong with building a wall? What do you mean? Like what? Is, what, what do you mean? You don't want us to have a, a wall to protect our borders? What you want? People just be able to. Uh, you want like a little white picket fence. Like what? Do you, what you want? People just jump over the border. Like what do you want? We need a wall. I. I mean, you know, we need that. Other – what you think? Try going into some of these other countries. Let me just tell you a little secret. Let me just – because I want to talk about a lot of stuff tonight, but let me just tell you something. Nothing happens in the United States without the United States government, you know, regulating it and knowing about it, okay? Please understand that. This whole immigration thing, they know about it. Why do you, you hear people say, oh, the Mexican government is one of the most corrupt governments in the world? Exactly. And guess who else is corrupt? The United States government. They are in cahoots. You think there's not agreements here? You think they don't know about all this? They could have been shut down illegally, and they could have been secured these borders. Just like these drugs came in. You know what I'm saying? Where do you think these? How do you think these drugs get into the country from these from these uh these countries? How do you think they get in here and you know and, and mysteriously make it into the black communities? Come on, guys. Come on, y'all saw uh, American Gangster? That stuff is real. This stuff is planted there by the CIA. This, they're in on it. There are agendas with our name on it. You understand that, guys? So whether it's the Mexicans, whether it's the, you know, the, just uh, everything, the black community, you know, being targeted, you know, and we got to just start opening our eyes. People say, oh, well, no, that's a conspiracy. <laughs> what you mean? Not, Yo, the... The, the quote-unquote truth is the conspiracy. The media is the conspiracy. The stuff that's a conspiracy is the truth 90% of the time. So, and I'm just saying, you know, what needs to be said, man. You know, like I said, I'm no Trump supporter. I'm no Republican. I just am a real guy talking about real issues. You know you know what I mean? No, you know, we got to make a decision. You know, people say, you know, he wants to... He wants to cut off the heads of terrorists. Like what? Okay, what's wrong with that? What, what, what do you mean? He wants to he wants to torture these he wants to torture terrorist suspects. Okay, so do I. You know what I mean? Like, what do you say? He he you know they well he wants to target the families of these of the of of the terrorists innocent families. What do you mean? Obama has killed. This is a fact. Obama has killed more innocent women and children. In the Middle East, than any president in history, through these drone strikes. These drone strikes—he authorizes drone strikes to drop bombs. He recently dropped a bomb on a hospital. He got on the Google. Google Obama apologizing for bombing a hospital and destroying a hospital. They dropped a bomb on the wrong. You know, I'm saying the wrong location. Like what? That's this stuff. He's killed. Listen, he's killed more innocent children and women than any president in the history of the United States. And people are talking about Trump's stance on targeting families. And he's not even, that's the thing, because I watched the interviews, I think it was Anderson Cooper, they were asking him, I'm like, well, hold on, you want to target innocent families? He's like, no, 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 not innocent. He's saying the families of terrorists that actually know and are complicit with their plans. That's not being innocent. If you if you if you're sending money back and forth through Western Union, you know what I'm saying to to fund terrorism, and you're you're hiding somebody or harboring, you know, these fugitives that are you know on the FBI's most wanted list, the Terror Watch. They're not innocent. They are complicit. You know what I'm saying. You should target them because you find them ninety percent of the time. You find the actual you know terrorist, and I, I agree with that. But yet Trump is the only person saying it, so, but, and he's being attacked for that. I mean, I'll never forget this. When I first got on Facebook, this was like I maybe mean, five, six years ago. Some of you may remember. It was, huge, it was a huge debate. It was like first thing in the morning. I forget what happened, but it was like a major terror, terror act. I forget. What, it wasn't 9-11. It was after that, but it was something something on that level. It was like something happened. And I was like, I, was like, I posted on my Facebook page. I was like, yo, terrorists are real bastards. Right, I said terrorists are best. that's All I put was like seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning. I said, and like so many people gave it a thumbs up, but then somebody was, was like, hey, yo, people started attacking me. That's all I put. I just said terrorists are, are bastards. You know what I mean? And people attacked me. Like who are you? To, who are you to judge? Who are you to judge these terrorists? That's real hateful. They like they were attacking. I'm like what? We live in a society, I'll never forget, it was the most ama- ridiculous and amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. You got people attacking me for for basically attacking terrorists. How crazy is that, Courtney? That's crazy. That really is. You no know, mm. people remember that. A lot of people, some of you may remember, it's right on Facebook, like a huge thing. So I'm back, back. That was back then when I like went back and forth with these, these crazy people. But now, you know, I don't do it. But it was just like, yo. I'm saying terrorists. I'm not, I didn't say, you know, Muslims or Islam. I was just like, yo, terrorists. Like, if you're a terrorist, you're a pastor, Like, that means you're like terrorizing people. It means you're, like you, you hate, like you would kill me or you or your family, you know, without even, it would cut your head off without even thinking about it. And, and people, you know, that's how ignorant people are. You know what I'm saying? And so we gotta, we gotta do something about it because there's a major problem. So let's, let's look at, like I said, I wanted, I wanted to take some time tonight to, like I said, we're talking about what's going on in the world. We're talking tonight about Black Lives Matter. You know, and if, for me, you know, if, if we're going to talk about Black Lives Matter, you know, I feel like we've got to talk about it from a real perspective. Like, we got to talk about what's actually being said. You know what I'm saying? Like, Black Lives Matter. Like, for me, it's just a ridiculous concept. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. You know, it's just, it, it's not... You know, and i've even I've wrestled with it, like I've actually thought about like, okay, how can this make sense? like how can we you know make sense of this? how can this be justified? How can this actually be something that's positive that actually causes us to be viewed in a in a positive light, and I just you know I've wrestled with it, and I cannot find anything it just it's ludicrous, it makes no sense, okay when you say black lives matter, see one of the things I just posted on um on social media was, um, let me find I because I don't want to paraphrase, because I felt like I, I worded it, you know, a certain way. And, and in fact, while I'm looking for it, Courtney, from when you hear that term, because, again, you, you're you your own person. You don't have to, you know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. Like, I feel like it's just a stupid thing, and we'll talk about why I think it's a stupid thing. But w- when you hear Black Lives Matter, like, what's your thoughts on that?
2: I I see where it's coming from. As far as, like, you know, when you see the tragedies and all of that stuff, um, I see see where people are going with that, saying, you know, black lives matter. You know, those people didn't deserve to die. I agree with that. But I don't like the word blacks as if to say that other people's lives don't matter, as if to say black people, like, we're the only lives that matter, that, um, that to me is not right because you're leaving out, because we're not the only race of people that have endured tragedies. We're not the only race of people that have been um, killed by police or just killed, period. Just We're not. And it's like we want to make a big spectacle out of that. And that I, I can't respect.
1: I feel like it's, you know, I mean, on so many levels, on so many levels it, it's just ridiculous because, on, like, one of the things, like, what I said on Facebook that I wanted to read, I said that according to God, and we're Christians, we're, you know, we're believers in Christ, and, you know, for us, our, our, you know, guide should be the Bible, not the media, not, you know, any of the, these headlines, but the Bible. And, you know, you look at the Bible, the Bible says, you know, that all lives matter, you know, all lives matter, they have value, and are wonderfully made in his image. And I said to never allow the media propaganda to shift your focus from the word to the world. And that's basically what we've allowed to happen, you know, from from a large standpoint. We're, you know, people are looking at what the world says is acceptable, what not what God says. That's why you have so much support for homosexuality, for, you know, abortion rights, for, you know, all this other stuff. You know, this black versus white. One of our most powerful shows was, was on race versus religion. You know, go ahead and check that out if you missed it from several months ago. I mean, that, cause, you know, because that's the focus is to take our minds away from spirituality and put it straight on, you know, on uh, race. You know, this black versus white thing. But, you know, you can't, you know, lives matter, guys. Like, life, life itself has value. So that's the first thing. Life, all Life has value, period. Not Black Lives, not white, lives, but life itself. Like if you are God's creation, that matters. And so, for someone to take that from you in a way that's unjust or uncivilized, that's a problem. Period. It's you know it can't be on you know just about Black Lives Matter. That's it. Just doesn't matter. You know, life matters. All lives matter. So that's it from that perspective. Then when you look at when you look at you know, cause you can't say Black Lives Matter without looking at the Black community. You know, you can't, you know, you can't do that. And it, and if you look at the Black community, it's impossible to to not see what's going on in the Black community. I mean, it's not, you know, it's impossible not to see that. And so we live in. a – I mean, let's not even talk about the murders yet. But literally, guys, like we have millions of of Black babies. That are aborted every year, like that's a problem like that you know, like that's a ama- that's the number one killer uh, in the black community you know it's not uh, certainly not you know police brutality it's not even black owned black crime it's abortions that's the number one killer in the black community is abortion. But the problem with it is people don't value life like they should, so they're not even thinking about it like that. They're not even thinking like, oh, okay, a fetus you know is a life. I don't know if you guys have been pregnant or you've actually had kids or what, but you know if you come on if you're if you have a baby growing inside of you, like you know when you're pregnant, you have an immediate connection with that baby so uh, abortion is a life i, I mean if you're come on you know if you're a mother. Or even a father, for that matter, who's an active was an active participant in the pregnancy process. You see what I mean, like you know, that's a you know, I don't care how far along you are. That that fetus has value. That fetus matters. You know what I'm saying? And So we are terminating these lives recklessly. We have women. We have you know, letting dudes run up in them raw. We have dudes, guys you know, busting all up in these women recklessly with no regard for for life. They're creating these lives, you know, based on a moment of passion, and then, you know, they're wondering why everything gets all messed up, but then they have the nerve to say, well, black lives matter. Well, How come we're not protesting these abortion clinics? How come we're not protesting these people, men and women, who are using abortion as a form of contraception? If, if in fact, Black Lives Matter, this is a question that has to be asked. It's not, you know, you're not going to hear the media talk about that because they, they're, they This fits their agenda. Black Lives Matter fits their agenda. So the questions that I'm asked, I have no agenda. That's why you know what I'm saying you hear it, It's I'm still in the media. This is a show just like there's any other show on any station. But it's just I don't have an agenda. That's why you hear a difference in content. You know, so you look at that perspective from an abortion standpoint. But then, you know, it's impossible to to talk about black lives mattering, right, when this past Tuesday, not last year, not last week, but this past Tuesday, here in Philadelphia alone, there were six black-on-black crime murders, okay? Six people were shot dead in. Totally separate, not a mass shooting, but in totally separate events. You understand that now? Here, watch this. Watch this. Going to blow your mind. You got Trayvon Martin. You, well, first of all, when you think of Black Lives Matter, these names to me, like you look at the movement, and how it was even started? It was started based on the, you know, the whole, you know, movement of Tamir Rice, of Sandra Bland, of Freddie Gray, of Eric Garner, Mike Brown. Trayvon Martin. When you think of Black Lives Matter, that those are the people you think of. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, right? But that's six. That's six people that encompassed, the, or you know, what like spearheaded the launching of the Black Lives Matter movement, right? Because they all these are all deaths that involved some I'll say I'm not gonna say white versus black, but I'm gonna say someone of another race, them versus us in some capacity according to the media. But but Courtney, do me a favor, name the six people who were shot here in Philadelphia and were and were killed. The same way Trayvon, Mike Brown, Eric Garner, Freddie Gray and Sandra Bland were killed. How name the six murders past Tuesday in Philadelphia.
2: I can't at all.
1: Right. Anyone? Anyone out there listening in? Just call them with their names. What's the names of the six people who were who were murdered in cold blood in Philadelphia this past Tuesday? Phone lines are open. I'm waiting. All right, Well, name the six people who who are responsible for the Black Lives Matter. Oh, there they are: Trayvon Ryan, Mike Brown, Eric Garner, Freddie Gray, Sandra Lee, Tamir Rice. Why is that so much easier than naming the six the six the six on six? Six Black Lives Matter movement, you know what I'm saying? Murders, cases, whatever. But then six other people are the do 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 does Tamir Rice's life does Trayvon Martin's life have more value than the six people who were murdered here in Philadelphia, Courtney? No. What's the difference? why are they different why are they nameless but tamir rice has you know has you know more value more notoriety i'll tell you why because of the media there's no other reason other than the media that's it there's no there's a rhetorical question tamir rice's life had no more value than the you know the third guy who got shot here in philadelphia on tuesday a murder is a murder. A life is a life, right? It they're all black. They were all black. it's, not, it's still it's all Black Lives Matter, right? But you got to look at what the what's going on. The media has an agenda of inciting this this race war. So there's a white on you know white cop, you know George Zimmerman who they want to make look white, even though he's a Hispanic man, you know, and it fits their agenda. So let's capitalize on that, Freddie Gray, you know. All this stuff. It's, let's let's not individualize these these incidents. Let's lump them all together as if they're the same. You know what I'm saying? Trayvon. The death. Listen, guys. It's, I've been waiting to talk about this for so long. Trayvon Martin has absolutely nothing to do with Eric Garner. Right? I mean, they're totally two, totally you know, just different situations, totally unrelated. Sandra Bland has absolutely nothing to do with Freddie Gray. Eric Garner has nothing to do with Mike Brown. Nothing. These are individual cases. That's one of the reasons why I really just thought about it recently. I'm like, wait a minute. We've every one of these shows you can Google. We, you guys, if you're avid listeners of, of our show, you can Google any of these names and listen to a three-hour show discussing the intricate details of the case, of the investigation, the verdict, the reaction, the riots, the like all we've done this, every single one of them, most recently Tamir Rice. Okay? We did say we talked about Sandra Man, Freddie Gray, Eric Garner. Google their names and you will hear us our discussion on each of them. Okay? All of these shows get talked about. But my question is why is no one talking about the six people who were killed on Tuesday. Now, again, that's not that's just here in Philly. You know what I mean? That's not what happened in Houston. That's not what happened over in Compton. You know, from I mean, I'm, I'm willing to bet there were over a hundred murders around the country. Black on black violence just on 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 Tuesday. I you know I could be wrong. I haven't researched it, but I don't think that's a bet that anyone would want to take. Because most likely they lose. If I said I'm willing to bet over a hundred black men were killed by other black men on Tuesday alone around, we already got six just in Philly. So if you Google at what are the you know how many major cities do we have in the United States? Look at the crime rate. Let's you know what I'm saying come on. Let's. I don't think that's a bet anyone would want to take, and that is a problem if we're saying a hundred people were killed in one day. You know from from our own people, how on earth does police brutality, not to say it's not a problem, because it is, but how does that trump over 100 people being killed in one day around the country? Courtney, I mean, how does that even, how is that a bigger issue? To be honest, it isn't, and
2: it shouldn't be made out to be, but I think that, it not only fits the agenda with the black versus white um, thing that the media tries to, you know, create, but I also think that it's also um, a way to keep us, you know, in the black community from looking within and really just taking a look at ourselves and just being accountable. That's the word I want to use. Um, Just taking accountability for our actions. Because if we're always looking at the media and looking at it as a police brutality, black versus white thing, you know, we're less likely to make corrections within ourselves, which is why you see, you know, these crimes happening over and over and over again, and we're hurting each other.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've got to do a better job of policing ourselves. We can't just rely on you know, the media to to define what we're passionate about. If you see someone, you know, committing a crime or, you know, there's six people killed in Philadelphia, I mean, that should be, like, that should be front-page news, in, at least in your mind, in your household. You know, like that, we should, we've become numb to that type of stuff as a community. It's like when you wake up, like my wife wakes up, you know, wake up, we turn on the news first thing in the morning, and literally every morning, There's a black man murdered. It's like, you know, it's shot, murdered, stabbed, whatever. Like, it's every morning. Literally, that's how I wake up every single day. And we've become numb to it. But let one of those guys get murdered by a white police officer or, you know, something like that. Oh, man, it's, you know, let's get this protest. Let's, you know, let's do something. This is, this keeps happening. Why does this keep happening? Let's go right. Like, what do you mean? Every day I start my morning off with reading about a black man murdered by a black man. Like, what do you mean? Let this keeps happening. That that keeps happening. So that's how I feel about black lives matter. I mean, how can black we can't we can't tell other people the white race, you know, cops, the government, whoever, city officials. We can't keep saying Black Lives Matter or should matter to you when clearly they don't matter to us. I mean, as a community, it just—it's—it makes no sense. I can see, all right, like, okay, we've cut down, we've we, you know, we've called a nationwide truce we have all a- agreed that black lives do matter and so what we're going to do as a people as a community we're going to stop committing all these murders against ourselves cuz we don't want to be hypocritical so we're not we're going to put a we're going to get the bloods and crips and the, everybody else four corner hustlers and gangster disciples and all these you know what i'm saying these gangs that operate freely <laughs> you know what i mean with no regard for human life, but we're going to do a a national truce with all the gangs and all the drug leaders and, you know, there's all these guys and we're going to stop killing each other and we're going to embrace the black lives. Okay, I could see that. Okay, you know, that would make some sense because how can we expect black lives to matter to them if it doesn't matter to us? But we have, the key to that whole thing is we've got to actually stop killing ourselves first. That's the whole, you know what I'm saying? That's the whole issue. You know, we can't we can't go to them, and, you know, without having our own houses in order, so to speak. <clears throat> now, watch this. Speaking of houses, this is crazy. Let's see. I don't know, man. Y'all, this is, like, the end of the world is near because here we have Beanie Siegel who has taken a stand. Now, I don't know if y'all know about Beans but, like, he's not, you know, his raps, his lyrics, his just his overall lifestyle, you know, is not one that's, uh, or has been conducive to peace and harmony and love. And, you know, like, it, you know, he, he's basically a gangster. Like, that's basically, you know, his his whole thing, or it, ha, or it, it had been, um, you know, throughout his music. And if you look at his, you know, just how his life and people he associates with, anyone, I'm from Philly, like everyone knows Beans and, you know, what he represents or has represented historically. And so, but here's someone who has this reputation, and he's saying, "Look, I'm not, I'm not doing any more shows in Philly." Now, this is someone who's rep Philly harder than really any other rapper that I can remember, or I can even think of. But he's saying because of the violence, because of the disrespect, he said, "I'm, I'm not doing any shows in Philly." Does, that, does anyone see an issue with that? When you have someone who has a history of violence basically saying that the violence is getting too much for him in his own city, what does that tell you? You know what I'm saying? That's cra that's like look, that's like Snoop saying like, hey, you know, this weed is getting out of hand. I'm not you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, that's what you do. <laughs> that's what you know, like you can't stop smoking weed like that. You're like the weed advocate spokesperson of the world. You know what I'm saying? And so when he, when he says it's too much, trust and believe and You know it's too much. So we got to get our own house in order first because you got Beanie Siegel saying the violence in Philly is too bad. <laughs> this is someone who's been shot twice in Philly himself and, and, and never said that. He never said, oh, like, y'all, yo, y'all tried to shoot me twice. Like, I got shot in South Philly. I got shot again over in Jersey. You know, look. This is too much. He didn't even say it then, but he's at a point now where he just released a statement saying, "Look, I'm not I'm done with Philly. I'm not doing any more shows." You know what I'm saying? That, and, and if he says it, come on, guys, we don't need to be. If Beanie Sigel is tired of <laughs> violence, we don't need to be saying nothing about black on black. I mean, excuse me, Black Lives Matter. Okay, because that tells you right then and there he's not talking about white, the white races. You know, the white race. He's saying, like, I'm sick of us. Just like I'm sick of us. You know, and so that black lot, if black life listen, guys, we got to stop the foolishness, man. We really got to stop the foolishness. You know, I walk around the suburbs every day. But then again, I'm in the hood every day. And you guys have heard this, and you'll continue to hear it. No there's not a person listening who feels more comfortable in the hood than they do in in the in the suburbs or amongst white people. I don't care what part of the country you're in. I don't care if you're in the, the deepest part of the south, the most racist part in the south. Wherever you live, go to your hood and you will not feel as safe as you do in the suburbs. That's a fact. I don't care if you did if you disagree, if you deny, it, you're lying. Okay, and we got to start being honest with ourselves. White people, you know, yes, there's racism that exists, but at the end of the day, we are killing ourselves. The violence that happens in the hood is a lot greater than the violence that happens, um, you know, amongst, you know, amongst white people. And, I mean, cool. and that's not, I'm not even saying anything that's, like, not not common sense. Everyone knows this. So, how do we have the audacity to talk about white? i mean black lives matter? It's ludicrous, and maybe I'm just the only person you know uh with with the balls to say it, but I mean, I'm not saying anything that's like you know super you know intellectual like it's I'm just saying what what everyone knows, okay, and you know Cat Williams comes up here to do a show. He's fighting, and, and it's, like, this big thing in Philly. It's just stupid stuff. I joke around with my wife. I'm like, we go to these stupid events. No, and I'm not going to say any names, but it's, like, we go to this, we get these invites, like, it's, you know, hey, come on, we want you to come out here. So I got two tickets for you to this event, you know. Come on out. We want to just let you and your wife have a free meal or just come, come come, to this movie screening or, you know, just, you know, y'all see me around the city occasionally. Like, I don't I don't try, you know, but it's just like, and she knows, like, we don't like going to this stuff, this ghetto crap. I mean, come on, I mean, come on, let's be, according to your hearing, Phil, you know what it's like. You guys are saying, you know what it's like in your, you know what I'm saying? We got, nobody wants to go to certain places where you know it's going to be a fight afterwards, where you know it's going to be a, a, you know, an issue or an altercation. You know, I've been in places, I've seen people shot before. You know, come on, like, you know, I don't have to deal with that in the suburbs. Go these white events? That stuff doesn't happen. Like, well, let's cut the crap. You know what I mean? Black lives matter. They don't even matter to us. People get shot every single day. People are rushing the malls. They're they're fighting in the malls. You know, they're they're they're. Fight. You can't even walk your guy was shot walking his dog here in Philly recently. You can't even walk your dog. You know, it's crazy. Can't even walk your dog around here. And people got the audacity to talk about the cops. Like the cops, I've never had a problem with a white, not to say it doesn't happen, I'm saying, I personally have never had a problem with a white cop. You know what I'm saying? But ask me how many problems I've had with black cops. Ask me how many problems I've had with, with niggas, just regular, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. So I think that's one, that's the first thing. If we are going to talk about Black Lives Matter, one, they first have to matter to us, and there has to be some consistency there. If they matter, to, if they if we want them to matter to the the, the government, to the police departments, then we've got to start taking a stand, policing ourselves. We got to start speaking up. That's another problem. No, nope. every time somebody gets shot, nobody sees anything. But Black Lives Matter, though, everybody's got a videotape when it's on some Rodney King stuff. Every you know, Eric Garner, you know, Mike, Brown, everyone had the video camera. Where are the cameras at? When with these when these gang hits are taking place, where are the hidden the, you know the cell phone cameras then, where they where they find these bodies, like you know in Boys in the Hood, like, yo you want to see a dead body, like where was the, who saw that like no one saw that like who like who where did that dead body come from nobody had the video camera out then you ever I mean Courtney, you ever noticed that these black murders no one sees anything why is that
2: no snitch rule, people are, um, I shouldn't say people, black people, we're scared to tell because, you know, we don't want anything to happen to us or our family members. Fear of retaliation.
1: But black lives matter, though, so it shouldn't matter. I mean, like, <laughs> if black lives matter, why should no? why should there be a no snitching rule if black lives matter?
2: Right. It doesn't make sense, but that's how it is.
1: See, we're just talking, right? Like, we're just saying, this is, like, stuff that everyone knows. You know, and this is like me sitting in my daughter's preschool class. You know, like, I, I would know everything. Like, everyone knows what I'm saying. I'm not saying anything like, oh, my God, but let Donald Trump say some of this stuff. He's a racist. Did you hear what he said about the, he criticized the Black Lives Matter movement? Like, what? I mean, just seriously, all jokes aside, I mean, I'm joking, but really, think about that. Imagine if what I'm saying, what I've been saying this show. Imagine if someone like Donald Trump said the exact same things. Imagine if Bill O'Reilly said the exact same thing. They would be labeled racist. Who knows? Maybe you guys are labeling me racist. I doubt it. You know, but you know, I think we can all agree that Donald Trump absolutely would be labeled racist if he said any of the things that I'm saying tonight, especially about the Black Lives Matter movement. So, that, which is a, which is obviously a problem because that makes it hypocritical. Now, watch this. Yeah, you guys. I know you guys are in different parts of the country, different parts of the world, whatever. But here in Philly, in a church's chicken, I don't know if you guys have churches similar to Popeyes, whatever. Um, and you know, a guy. It was all over the news. He he just you know one of the guys shot one of the employees of the church's chicken because he didn't like how he how close he was cleaning to where he was eating. He so he shot him. Like what the heck? How does that happen? Like, I mean, seriously. I mean, that that's the type. But Black Lives Matter, though. That, I don't know. See, and I, I don't think people understand fully. And anyone will tell you this. Any black man will tell you this. You, anyone can be killed at any given moment. You guys know that, right? Like, it's not like black lives. The irony with the with the whole Black Lives Matter movement is that the value of black life nowadays is at an all time low. You can be killed for stepping on someone's shoe. You can be killed for literally looking at. So, like, you know, people hear that, and I don't know if you're a woman and you, you know, you're not a man, but men know. Black men understand this. Like, it's just that's why I'm saying it's all media hype. I'm I'm not saying anything that anyone doesn't know who spent any time in the real world in the hood. Black lives have the least value possible. You could literally be walking around with a, you know, we thankfully we don't have this problem in Philly like that. You know, it's not like a gang. There aren't like, you know, gangs, you know, the way there are like Bloods and Crips in L.A. and that whole type of thing. It's not really a major issue here. But literally, if you're in the wrong neighborhood, Courtney knows from the Chicago area where gangs are a lot more, uh, you know, more popular, you know, which should be an oxymoron. Gangs are popular, but, you know, it is what it is. But if you're caught in the wrong neighborhood with the wrong color on, you will be killed. Yeah, I mean you know y'all know that, right? This is reality for so many people. It's like, yo, you really have to think about what color shirt to put on, depending on where you're going. It shouldn't be like that. Why? Because Black Lives Matter. You no, know, these people. I, I was. I think I told y'all this story before. But I was. Um, I had to renew my gun permit a few years ago. I just recently did it again. But the last time I had to renew my gun permit. I was down City Hall, and the dude was talking to, like, he was like, yo, man, it's crazy. I just overheard. He was like, yo, I, shoot. He said, I forget my wallet before before I forget my gun. He's like, I ain't going nowhere without my gun. Shoot. He said, I forget my wallet before I forget my gun, man. See, that's the most important thing. He's like, is crazy. I'm like, I didn't say anything. I'm thinking, like, yeah, yeah me too. I feel you. Ain't no, listen, nobody out here is worried about the cops. <laughs> it's a, It's, like, amazing. I'm just, like, the only person real enough to say it. I talk to men every single day. Nobody goes out here and wakes up in the morning scared of the cops. Nobody gets in their car like, oh, my gosh, I hope I don't get pulled over by a cop today. Like, no one thinks like that. No black man wakes up, and that's the number one thought on his mind. The number one thought on his mind is, yo, let me make sure I grab something from, you know what I'm saying, (laughs) from under the mattress, depending on where I'm going, Let me make sure I got my wits about me if I'm in the hood. You know, like, because, you know, these dudes be running up in the car. Like, that's what people are thinking. You know what I mean? Like, no one's, no one thinks, oh my gosh, I could, I might get pulled over and Rodney King, you know, beat. Like, you know, come on. That's not, and not to say that doesn't happen. I'm saying that's not even the, the, the reality of the vast majority of men out here as black men. They're thinking, like, yo, they want some, some Trey from uh, Boys in the Hood type stuff, some Ice Cube, some Dope Boy type stuff. Like, are we going to have to split up, you know, like, like I mean, that stuff happens every single day. But Black Lives Matter, though. Menace to Society. You know, that stuff had Like, all these movies, that's the real, they're not about cops. These movies that are being made aren't like, about, like, oh, my gosh, these cops are so racist. No, they're about gang life. They're about drug life. So not to beat a dead horse, but that's, you know what I'm saying? We got to start being honest. If we're ever going to have a change, we have to be honest about the actual problem, okay? Now, black lives do matter, just like white lives matter, just like Asian lives matter, Hispanic lives matter men you know matter women matter children matter like i'm saying like i can, i can, i cannot believe that actual followers of Jesus Christ have embraced the black lives lives matter movement when the heck did Jesus Christ ever focus on a race or even a certain class of people or any group of people for that matter courtney what book in the bible was that
2: in none of them, he was trying to help everyone.
1: Well, I mean, I'm just asking these questions, guys. I'm just asking questions. What, I mean, as believers in Christ, at what what part of the Bible does the Black Lives Matter movement fit into the Bible? Like, at what point of Jesus Christ's teachings would that be applicable? The answer to that question, I think we all can agree, is nowhere, because that's not what he represented. Like I said earlier, all lives matter they're all all lives are made in the image of God in his likeness. All bodies are temples and should be worshipped and taken care of and preserved, not just black lives, not just that's that's it from a community standpoint, but let's talk a little bit more about from an entertainment standpoint because there's a lot going on as far as black lives matter. everyone's talking about. Zoe Saldana playing Nina Simone. Oh, my gosh. You know, how could they do this? How could they cast this person? If she's she's light-skinned. Oh, my goodness, she's actually light. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you, are people crazy? And we've talked about this a few times on the show, but, like, literally, are people crazy? I just want to know, like, is that, like, people are dying in the streets. There are children right now starving to death are homeless you know obama is bombing someone right now that has nothing to do with terrorism as we speak you know we are plotting to invade another country that has nothing to do with anything just to take over you know what i'm saying but we are actually worried about you know nina simone being portrayed by zoe saldana does i mean sir does that guys it doesn't matter you see, like, you guys, under, like, people are really mad about this. You know, let me tell y'all something. If you don't want to watch Nina Simone being played by Zoe Sotter, guess what? Don't watch the movie. See what I'm saying? Like, just don't watch it. I mean, I don't know. It's like, to me, it's, again, maybe I'm a different type of person, but it's not rocket science. Just don't watch it. <clears throat> or, you know, actually go ahead and get some funding. Like I told y'all the other night. We discussed this. Go get some funding and uh, and make your own movie. You know, and you can cast whatever you want to put. I, you can't tell someone else what to do with their money. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't do that. And if you don't like it, you have to change it. But you can only change certain things a certain type of way. And if you want to change Hollywood, make your own movie. Well, first of all, you can't change Hollywood. You know, certain things are not designed to be changed. But you can if you wanna if you feel that passionately, you know, a lot of these movies are being made independently nowadays. Make your own movie or you know, or contribute to someone who's trying to make a movie that you support where you support their vision, you know? I mean, whether it's Spike Lee, Nate Parker, you know, Tyler I mean whoever whatever you want to do, you can do it. But what you can't do is just sit back and complain and not do anything. Zoe Saldana, you know, at the end of the day, is a woman of color. You know, I mean, she said different things about her nationality. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't care what she is. I mean, to me, I look at her as a beautiful woman of color. You know, I mean, and the reality is, is that I'm sure she'll do a good job as uh, playing Nina Simone. Yes, does she have to put on some more makeup? I mean, you know, okay, whatever. Guess what, guys? Denzel Washington is actually darker than Malcolm X was. Did you know that, Courtney? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm being funny. <laughs> news, news flash. He was actually a different complexion than Malcolm X. Malcolm X was actually light-skinned. Denzel Washington is, is, you know, like a browner-skinned man. Guess what? It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It really doesn't. You know, it does not matter. Now, you know. Does that mean that, that, that uh, Denzel could not give one of the greatest performances in the history of, of movies? You know, what I'm saying? of course, it doesn't matter. Who knows? Maybe Zoe Saldana win an Oscar for maybe. Maybe she'll blow it out the park. Maybe she'll do a really great job. Because what, what people have to realize is that people weren't beating down the door. Of these producers to get this movie made, you know, and I think, and we talked about this a couple of years ago, actually, when they were even talking about casting her. And one of the things we said was, because this has been going on for a while, because I remember us talking, and that was like two years ago. But now that the movie's actually done, people know the conversation is being st- had again. But what people got to realize is that, you know, if you like any, they could have gotten, was like, why couldn't you find you know a darker-skinned woman to play this role? Okay, well then who? You know, because what people need to understand is that, see, you can't, here's the problem. You can't ask someone to invest literally because that's how movies are made. A lot of people don't even understand how movies are made. You can't ask someone else because you're not doing it yourself. You can't ask someone to invest, you know, millions of dollars into a project where they're not going to, they know from the door they're not going to get their money back. That's not good business sense. You can ask someone to donate to you, but if someone's investing, the whole point of investing is, okay, I'm going to give you $10 million, but I'm going to make $15 million back. Okay, that makes good business sense. So the question is, if you're talking about movies, really, you know, historically that don't get supported by the black community, you can't really ask, you know, a white investor who's not even, like it's not even their heritage, hey, look, can you invest millions of dollars to make a movie about someone that I'm passionate about, but, you know, the only thing is you're just not going to make a profit. So are you cool with that? Like, what? No, no one's cool with that. So if you're not cool with that, which no one is, you, you know, you've got to, if you're going to ask someone to invest, that you've got to put someone into that role and make a movie on a certain level of quality where you're going to have some level of success. And unfortunately, you can't have a, a, not that I don't like using that term, but when you have a movie like Jamie Foxx, Ray was successful largely because it's Jamie Foxx, you know? Um, a lot of, you know, Dorothy Dandridge, you know, you, you've got Halle Berry in it. You could put a lot of these lesser known actors and actresses in the in these roles, but the movie would not be as successful, okay? And, you know, I mean, a lot of times these movies aren't successful anyway because black people historically don't support uh, these types of, you know, films, biopics, which we've talked about over the years, right?
2: Yes, I, I thought you were. Oh, I didn't know you
1: were asking okay. me. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I thought, no. I thought I lost you for a minute. No, I mean, but so no, no, that's no, real. Really? One of the things I said was... uh I said that the least successful, I mean, you got, I don't even know all the names. Meet the Browns, you know, uh, even throw Daddy's Little Girls in there. I mean, another Tyler Perry movie. Um, but, you know, all these movies Medea goes to jail, Medea, you know, gets smashed up, like all these ridiculous movies, you know, the least successful Medea movie made more than Malcolm X. Did you
2: know that? No, not until you said it.
1: You know, and I find that to be a uh, an issue. <clears throat> you know, but people are complaining about Nina Simone. Again, the least successful, the most successful Medea movie, I believe, made upwards of $40 million opening weekend. So I'm pretty sure, I mean, so, you know, Malcolm X may have done that total. You know what I'm saying? The whole domestic growth. And I mean, you know, the least successful. Medea movie made more than Malcolm X, so you can't, you know, which is ridiculous. The least successful movie, uh, uh, Medea movie, made more than Malcolm X. I mean, Malcolm X and and uh, Selma. You know what else is going on? Which is crazy. How do you have movies about Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and Medea? The most successful Medea movie made more money than both of them combined but we want to talk about Nina Simone being played by Zoe Saldana, who for a, lar- a large amount of time was my number one. I mean, let's be, I mean, I'm just saying, she was very beautiful. She's very beautiful. I mean, like, fellas know, like, fellas, like, we had the barbershop talk. Rest in peace to my man Mark. We talked about this, and he used to get on me. I, you know, Zoe Saldana is, like, I'm talking about drumline Zoe Saldana. Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hopefully my <laughs> wife isn't listening, but but Zoe Sardana and Drumline? What? like man. perfection. Now that's you know, I'm now I'm gonna get the hate mail and uh so what are you saying, know, It's already bad that she wants to take this role and be Nina Simone, but now you you co sign her saying she's perfect, so then what does that make India already? Like
0: what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> People are making crazy stuff. Oh, so what's Joe Scott then, Daydon? Oh, oh! So you like them skinny white? I mean, the skinny. Uh, you know what I mean? Black bitches, right? Like what bitches? Why she gotta be a bitch? Like, yo, I see. This is all stuff that I've heard before. Like, people. I mean, we not so much anymore. But like, we used to have these conversations. Women after those barbershop talks that so many of y'all like, I used to get inboxed. Marv used to get inboxed. They used to cuss us out. Oh, so you think it's okay to, to be a man in the dog stage? Like, no, <laughs> I didn't really say that. I'm just explaining the dog stage. I'm not saying that it's right, but people would get pissed off. No, man, this is Keeping the Road Friday. We're just keeping the road tonight. We're talking about a lot of different issues, specifically issues that relate to Black Lives Matter. A little bit later, I want to do some Ask State Advice questions. You know, Courtney, did you hear this whole thing about the 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 Dolce and Gabbana slave shoes? What what is did you hear about that? they you know, boycott boycotting it or something?
2: I you know, I I saw it but I didn't really read too much into
1: it. Literally, mm-hmm. I
2: didn't read the article I mean. Okay. I mean,
1: evidently, there's some... Wait, 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 what? Hold <laughs> on, what did you... She said... Yo, wait, 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 wait. She said, no, I didn't read too much in it. You know, I mean, she said, no, I didn't read the article. Like, <laughs> That's a big difference <laughs> between reading too much into it and not reading... The... Yo, Courtney, you funny, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's... You thought I was going to that slide, huh? <laughs> she said, no, meaning I didn't read the article. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yo, you, you just you know, Yo, Courtney's Life doesn't matter, you know what I mean oh, Black lives matter, no, your life Doesn't matter, Courtney Howland's life
0: Does not
1: matter Look, man, so no This, this Dolce and Gabbana thing, I mean, daily, They came out with this uh, These shoes that they called Slave shoes, but after some You know, some protests or whatever That um, people, you know, they, they Changed the name and they discontinued them or I think they just changed the name actually and still are selling them. But, you know, one of the things that I said on uh, social media was that I I said, I bet, you know, the black community won't boycott that because the, what the media didn't tell them to, because that's really, you know, that's what it is. Right. I mean, these, these, these movements get started based off of what the media tells you to do. Oh, you know, Oscar's so white boycott, you know, there's a Jada Pinkett wants to, Boycott, so that means let's you know let's make this whole you know thing about the Oscars that you know let's make it a thing. It's a thing every year. It's just that this year they they you know they really pushed it and focused on it. You know, but Dolce you know boycotting Dolce and Gabbana doesn't really serve any type of a – They don't they don't benefit from that. There's no there's nothing to gain there. So you know if you notice they didn't push it. So, but whereas. We as a community see the problem. There are very few things, and, and you guys can look at this. There are very few things that the black that gain traction in the black community that the media doesn't co-sign. Right? I mean, come on. Anything that, whether it's Trayvon, Mike, Mike like I said, six. Listen, six. They talk about the genus Six. These people weren't even killed, but everybody knows who the genus Six is. Or what about the silly Six? You know what I mean, what happened this past Tuesday? Literally six people were killed. The genus six was not even killed. There were no murders involved with the genus six. So why do more people know more about the genus six than they do the silly six? I mean think about that, Courtney, what what's the what is the reason?
2: Well because it and it has to fit it has to fit that black versus white agenda for us to know about it. Otherwise, we don't because we're not doing our research. We're not, and we don't even care, to be honest, about what's going on in our respective community.
1: I really want, I mean, you're right. You're right. I mean, it's a, but think of me, everyone who's hearing this, you know that's a problem. There's not a person, you know, listening that's like, wow, that's crazy. You got six people. Who were discriminated against, but still have their lives, and the world knows who they are, but the world will never know who the six people who were killed in one day here in Philly. That didn't. It didn't. Not only will, will the world not know, it didn't even make national news. It barely made the the. It all, in fact, watch this. The only reason it's even being discussed is because it was six in one day. But if it had been like four in one day, I was like, Oh, that's normal. But because it was six people in one day, that's and it's just being reported in that way. So oh, six people. People you know, it's it's amazing. What else is going on out here? <clears throat> There's a lot going on in the world as you can see, and we we just happen to be tying it in, you know, to the uh Black Lives Matter movement. But uh Kim Kardashian is, you know, go you know, surprise, surprise she's back in the uh in the news. She's she's taking nude selfies. Did you see her most recent news? I bet you clicked on that article. You read that article, didn't you? What do you think about Kim Kardashian? You read that. <laughs> you jerk.
2: Um actually, yeah, you're right. Um I I can't <laughs> stop laughing. Um yeah, I I saw that and what else? That's, like, I don't think that's the first time she's had a nude selfie. Like, she just does this, I guess. Um, to me, it's obviously a cry for help, and it's 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 causing little girls to look at this and really think that that's cool and that's, you know, what you have to do to get a man's attention and different things like that. And um, I also saw that Pink singer, Pink, she tweeted about it, And she was just letting the young girls know, and I shouldn't say young girls, grown women too, that you don't have to take off your clothes, you don't have to have sex with a man, you don't have to, you know, show your boobs, all this stuff, to get attention from a man. You're worth more than that. And I'm glad that she did that. But it's sad that somebody has to put a disclaimer out there for these young girls that really, to be honest, don't have fathers at home to, to show them you know, show them
1: better. Yeah, it's unfortunate, Um, you know, and it just, it it speaks directly to um, a a lack of parenting, a lack of respectability, a lack of accountability, lack of self-esteem, an abundance of insecurities, low Uh, self-esteem, and, you know, but, I mean, that's, you know, we talk about that, we talk about that daily, I mean, that's, you know, whatever, but. The issue that I have is when you have people like Beyonce, you know, who are mothers, like Kim Kardashian, um, you know, like Ciara. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, people who actually have children who look at, look up to them, who they worship. You know, I look at my son. I look at my daughter. My, my daughter follows me around. You know, uh, you know I, I do something she wants to do with my son. You know, he's already doing stuff that I do. I mean, you know, it's like people... Look at this stuff, you know. My my daughter emulates, uh, you know, my wife. at Little stuff, you know. what I'm saying like that. This stuff that kids pick up on. I mean, I'm talking about little stuff. Say, like, oh, mommy, you have a straw, so can I have a straw? Oh, you have on a denim skirt, a denim shirt, and a skirt. So can I wear that to school tomorrow? I'm talking about that type of stuff. So I mean, can you can you only imagine? Like, sis, can you imagine what habits, you know, Blue Ivy is picking up from Beyonce? What habits Northwest is picking up from Kim Kardashian? What way she's going to look at herself based on the things that their mothers are doing? I mean, you know, how do you, oh, it's mommy poses naked, so... You know, let me shake my butt. Let me, like, it's. there's no possible way that can have a positive effect. And it's amazing how people defend these people. It's like, yo, kids are involved. Like, why would you want your daughter? Like, what happened to morals? What happened to values? You know, like, how do you, how do you, how could anyone say, like, okay, yeah, I'm a good mother, but I expose my children to certain things? Like, back in the day, you you know, parents didn't, allow their kids, like you weren't allowed to listen to certain things on the mu- on the radio. You weren't allowed to watch certain TV shows. You weren't allowed to go certain places. You know, if you had a sleepover, that parent had to speak to, you know, that child's mother and, you know, and feel comfortable about the environment in which you were going. Like, all that stuff happened. What happened to that? What happened to parents actually caring? People are talking about Black Lives Matter. Yo, know, these kids don't even matter half the time, so how could... How are we talking about Black Lives Matter? You don't even care if your kid sees you getting smashed off by a different dude every weekend, like you're somebody's jump off, and you have a child like that. How does that? How do you justify that? You know, we got guys out here, men out here, who have multiple kids with multiple, you know, mothers and no relationship with these with these people. And so, I think we have to get back to, you know, if 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 if, if live, Black Lives Matter. Then let's t- start taking a deeper look at these parents in the black community. You know, because kids matter to me. That's you know, that should be the new movement. Children matter, and we can even say black children matter. I'd be I'd be more on board with that. You know, because that would require us to look at ourselves as the parents of these children. You know, we we have you know, talking about Black Lives Matter. How? These kids don't even know how to interact with police. We have parents. Sending, I mean, come on, let's be out We've talked about this stuff. We did shows on Mike Brown. Mike Brown's parents failed him. Trayvon Martin's parents failed him. Tamir Rice's parents failed him. You know so It's your job as a parent to protect these kids so that they're not even in these environments or when they are in these environments, they have the knowledge and the skills to survive those encounters with racist police officers, with trigger-happy police officers. They were not prepared for that. You understand that? I'm even, I mean, I know. I knew not. You know, you don't play. I don't care if it's a toy gun or not. You don't play with toy guns, period. And you certainly don't, you know, play with toy guns anywhere, you know, in a public place. Certainly not if you see a cop car pulling up. I mean, that's, that's just... You know what I'm saying? But, again, he's a young boy. He's a young boy. It's not his fault. His parents are to blame for that. Whoever his parents are, wherever they are, they failed him. I said this on the three-hour Tamir Rice special we did. I said it, then I'll say it again. These parents, Trayvon Martin, found himself being followed, being followed and harassed by George Zimmerman. Somebody did not effectively... Tell Trayvon Martin how to deal with that type of situation. My parents did. I will teach my son and my daughter how to do that. Hey, look, if you're walking down a dark alley and you're being followed, what do you do? I'm not going to do what Trayvon did. I can promise you that. Because, you, again, as I've always said, as many of you have heard me say over the years, you can be right, but you can also be dead. I'm less concerned with my kids being right and more concerned with them being alive. The question isn't how isn't, you know, who's right or who's wrong. We can talk about that later. We need to file a lawsuit against the cops, we need to do what we need to do, that you know, let's do it. But I need you coming home, you know, living through that environment. Somebody failed Sandra Bland. That's that's not popular, that's not politically correct to say. But I was specifically taught not to talk back to cops. You don't run your mouth to cops. That's just stupid, because you end up in a jail cell hanging, and they say that you killed yourself. She didn't kill herself. She was murdered. I know that. You know that. But guess what? Now, now, she, but she's dead. It's not. I'm saying it's nothing to do now. The key, the the, the way, the the time to talk about that was before it happened. How can we prevent it from happening? You know so that's i mean that's that's the if black lives matter then let's let's start preventing some of these these lives from being taken, not complaining and protesting about it after the fact i mean to me to me that's counterproductive. I don't want to lose any more lives, so the only way to do that is to actually prepare our youth on how on how to survive. But, again, that's, you know, that's too much like common sense. Everyone else would rather not do anything prior and do, a, you know, want to protest afterwards. It is what it is. What else? What else is going on out here, in the you know, in the news? James Fortune. What's going on with James Fortune, Courtney? What's going on with this guy? He used to have a radio show here in Philly, very popular radio uh, uh, or gospel artist. This guy recently pled guilty to assaulting his wife. Did you hear about this?
2: Yeah, I heard about that. And um, honestly, I just, I have a lot of thoughts about that. I'll say this, that I really hope that if he, if indeed is guilty, um, you know, that he receives the help that he needs for that. And I say this because it's not the first time that we heard about him being in the news. It was a while back, maybe 10-plus years ago maybe, uh, he was in the news about scalding his child with hot water as a form of punishment. And so we heard about him then, and now he's in the news again. And I, I've heard mixed reviews. You know, I've heard people say, you know, uh, wow, you know, how how could that happen to, you know, he deserves that. But what I, I want to focus on is um, people being surprised. And the reason I say that is because people look at him as being this gospel artist and, um, you know being putting out quote-unquote inspirational music and they look at it and to say well you know he's he's perfect because a lot of people put these artists on pedestals and now realizing that you know they're human and they have real issues and this being just an example of that
1: yeah <clears throat> absolutely and you know we You know, we they're right. We did talk about it a while ago. And, I mean, you know, I I was wondering, like, you know, I haven't heard him on the radio in a while, but I guess that's why. So, you know, just pray for him. And, you know, like you said, hopefully he gets the help uh, that he needs. What else is going on out here, guys? You know, Sierra. (laughs) (laughs) Let
0: Let
1: me say this, man. Congratulations to Sierra and Russell Wilson evidently they uh, became engaged you know i mean that's, you know we've talked about this you know we've talked we did a whole show we did it a couple of times you know we we talked about just the whole waiting until marriage thing in regards to those two we've talked we did a whole show on uh their situation with with the, the situation with future and just men raising other men's children that was a very real show a very good show check it out if you missed it on the archives um, you know, and so, you know, we talked about, well, we talked about that, but then we also just talked about the concept of emotional availability and just how important that is to, you know, to relationships if your goal is, is longevity, is is a lifelong commitment. So you have to do it with the foundation of emotional availability. And anyone who has even the slightest you know, uh, understanding of of emotional availability and what that means knows that clearly. I mean, not even a little bit. You know, is Sierra emotionally available? I mean, you can't ha- have an ongoing feud. You know, you can't be suing your your child's father for twelve million dollars. You know, like currently, and expect you know to to be emotionally available to give 100% of your heart your your love your emotions to someone else i mean it's just it's just impossible you know and so there's no possible way um you can expect ladies you can expect a man to settle for you know 50% of your heart 75% of your heart you know 60% of your heart he's going to want 100% and so yeah things might be good now and you know they want to have sex with each other they're like oh my gosh if they haven't already so, oh my gosh! You know, so let's just get married. So, and I'm not even—I'm not—I don't want you to think I'm even assuming what the basis of that. Hey, who knows? Maybe they have true love. Maybe they don't. But I'm just saying that emotional availability is real. It's not a coincidence. We've predicted all of these celebrity breakups. These all—you know—everything that you guys see going. We've talked about it over the last ten years. We've talked about everything. All these breakups, these divorces. We've talked about them all. Predicted them all. Sierra, I don't, you know, I don't think I need to say this, but Sierra and Russell Wilson will be no different, unfortunately, because not because I don't like Sierra, not because I don't like Russell Wilson. He seems like a nice guy, but again, you can't expect to have a, you know, I mean, even even, I mean, you can look at it from so many different perspectives, but even if you just looked at it from uh, what the Bible says about being unevenly yoked, I mean, Sierra is an active, you know, uh, uh, puppet. You know, for this 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 satanic agenda, I mean, you know, and that's that's well documented. You know, it's, whether it's her music, her the, her lyrics, the imagery that she puts in her performances, the clothing she wears, you know, I mean, it's shit, I mean, it came out with a, a hat that had devil horns on it, uh, Aleister Crowley on a shirt, you know, just just stupid stuff, like blatant, um, you know, blatant. Uh, representation of a uh, satanic agenda. I Man, that's you know just Google. Just Google Sierra Sierra six 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 and see what comes up. You'll be amazed. And people say, Oh my gosh, you know, she sure got herself a I think let's just do it right now. Let's just I'm typing in Google I, you know, I haven't done this in a while, but Sierra come on do it with me. Sierra six 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 let's just see. Let's see there. Oh, uh oh, let's click on okay, click on images. You guys at home, do it with me. All right, so we got, what do we have here? Hmm, interesting. So she's, you know, in the first one, she's, you know, has the covering up her eye. Another one, she's doing the same thing. Uh, several of the overly sexualized, you know, image, all black, dominatrix look. You know, she's spreading her legs, her crotch is exposed. Like, like this type of stuff. Um, so I think that, oh, what's this? Oh, here's a good one she here with, with Baphomet on her shirt. You see that one? Yeah, I'm There's, looking right at it. Yeah, she has a, look at it. Sierra has a, has a goat head right on her shirt. Right on her shirt, Sierra with the goat head. Wow, isn't that nice? <laughs> <laughs> you, see, you, guys, you see what I'm
0: saying? Like, oh,
1: but no. He, you know, he's a true man of God. He he says he wants to wait until marriage, but here's Sierra with the goat head. <laughs> Baphomet. You know, that's not, you can't, you know, you can't eat, let's, hypothetically, even if he was a man of God, you can't be unevenly yoked and expect that relationship to be blessed with God. And certainly you can't, you can't be engaged to an, an active Satan worshiper, you know, like it's like, look, it's like if I'm walking down, like, people don't even understand. It's like you see, I'm speaking in French right now to some people. If I'm walking down the street with a cross on my shirt, what would you think, Courtney? It's It's your question. Right. So, oh, okay, he loves Jesus Christ. He's a Christian. If I got on a suit, some glasses, you know what I'm saying, and got bean pies, you're probably going to think I'm a Muslim. You know, oh, he's a Muslim. He's selling bean pies. Okay, cool. Whatever. But if I'm walking down the street and I got a basketball medal on my shirt, <laughs> for whatever reason, that is not as identifiable as if someone has a uh, you know a cross on their shirt, which is it baffles me because it's like yo, I see stuff. It's like yo, you're wearing baphomet on your shirt. That is the 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 symbol of Satan. Baphomet is to Satanism the, to what the cross is to Christians. It's the same thing, just from a satanic perspective. And so, Sierra, again, guys, just do some research on your own. Google any celebrity with six 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 behind their name and your eyes will be open. Like you, you can just scroll, click on images and keep, and get this scrolling, and you will see some stuff. Or then again, maybe you won't, you know, if you're not familiar with Illuminati, demonic, satanic symbolism. Um, so there's that. But yeah, man, you know, again, I wish them the best, but, you know, again, you can't, you know, we cannot look at stuff, you know, like we don't know what it is. All right? So that that's, in a nutshell, a two-hour nutshell, What's going on in the world? You know, we kind of just combine that with the whole, like I said, our commentary on Black Lives Matter, you know, because for me, like I said, it's not a bad thing, you know, but, you know, but at the same time, we've got to be consistent. That's the whole, I'm not, I don't like being hypocritical. I don't like being oxymoronic. So if we're going to talk about something, let's really talk about it. Like if Black Lives Matter, we've got to stop these abortions. We've got to stop the black-on-black crime. We've got to prepare our children to, to, you know, to survive in the world if they matter. Like you can't say Black Lives Matter, but we're not preparing our children. We're relying on the ridiculous public school system to educate our children. It's ridiculous. I read to my daughter every night. You know, we in the in in the drive to school, I'm doing math questions, all brief. What's one plus one? Two. What's four plus two? Uh, you know, see, so like she's even if she has to pull out her fingers and, you know, actually count, she she'll tell you, you know, what you know, what seven plus two is, she'll tell you everything. You understand? But you know, that's that all comes from what we do as you know, as a family. And so, you know, I think back when I was growing up in the car, we had the flashcards. What's the capital of Maine? What's the capital of, you know, Hawaii? I, I knew all the capitals. Still know most of them. You know, it's just you got to you gotta learn that stuff. You know, and, again, you can't rely on the the government, really, because that's what it is. Because, cause again, black lives matter, right? So why are we relying on a system that we already know is rigged? rigged and set up for us to fail. Let's do a couple Ask on Advice questions. We've been having some really good uh, questions being posted and, you know, things like that, some really good discussions lately. Add yourselves to the friends of the Dadon Tolbert Show group. If you're, you know, you're not in there and uh, each woman foundation group, add yourself, you know, join, follow us on social media at Dadon Tolbert, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff, at Dadon Tolbert, YouTube, ask, they, slash, ask Dadon. Just subscribe to the YouTube videos. Courtney and I both have been doing some new video blogs lately, so check them out, share them, subscribe, all that. Uh, one of the questions, though, was, um, is you know, talk about being, you know babies, you know, talk about parenting. Is 50 years old too old to have a baby? You know, because uh, I mean, we're seeing more of that. I think Halle Berry was in her 40s. Jennifer Lopez was in her 40s, you know, having babies. What are your thoughts at 50, Courtney? Is that too old to have a child?
2: In my opinion, yes. Um, is it possible? Yes. I mean, we can get into that. But I I think it's too old because it's, it's too um, high of a risk. And um, at that age, I feel it's best. I mean, you grow and you can do what you want to do. But I feel like at that age, if you want to have a child for the first time uh, or just period, um, it'd be best to adopt.
1: Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. How I feel, I mean, I think this is one of those questions that's that's very subjective. You know, it's um, it, it depends on that individual. I mean, I think you have to ultimately definitely pray. You know, you definitely want to consult God with any major decisions. But then at the same time, you you do want to listen to your doctors. You know, you know, you want to listen to um, your physician as far as what they say. You know, I mean, we can say, oh yeah, you know, fifty's not too old, or you know, or whatever, but if the doctor says, hey, look, the likelihood of you having a successful pregnancy is, is you know, little, slim to none, you say, oh, no, I just want to do it. I want to try. But, at, at, you know, is that what's best for your child? You know, is that what's best for you? You know what I mean? So I think, you know, ultimately it's that person's decision, but, you know, you want to be smart about it. I mean, you also got to ask yourself, like, you know, do you want to be a, a older parent? You know, do you want to... Um, you know, do you want to be able to play with your kids, interact with your kids when they are at a certain age? And, you know, if, you, if you're 50, that's not going to be possible, to a, you know, to a certain extent. So, um, you know, you've got, you got to pray with it. Now, a lot of people on the thread were consulting God, but they were saying things like, well, you know, babies are blessings, which is very true in many cases. But we really do got to be clear about the fact that, you know, let's be honest with anything, everything isn't a blessing. You know what I'm saying? Like I might get an anonymous donation in the mail. You know, hey Dana, I just wanna bless you. You know, I get that. hey Dana, I wanna donate to your to your ministry. What's your what's your PayPal? You know, I just wanna send you some Hey, that's great. That that money goes to people who need it, who can't afford counseling and things like that. I get a lot of that. That's great. We gotta get the website template set back up. But yeah, man, if I say, Hey court, let's go to Atlantic City, let's do some gambling Okay, and I win two hundred dollars that way. Is that a blessing? No. Right. You guys see the difference? It's still two hundred dollars whether somebody donates and you know, a seed, sows a seed into a ministry. That that's a blessing, you know, for someone. But playing the lottery, winning the Powerball, that's not a blessing. You might have won that billion dollars, but that's not, God doesn't bless. You know, you know, I want to bless someone with you know, this lottery ticket. Like, what? You know? And so I think what you got to realize is, you you know, while children can be a blessing, all situations aren't blessings. You know, you could go fornicate with somebody, you know, let them hit it raw, you know, he never calls you again, and now you're pregnant. I wouldn't necessarily classify that as a blessing. Now, ultimately, eventually, maybe, you you know, that child can be, a blessing to you. But I don't think anyone would say, Dang, I got pregnant by my jump off or dang or you know. That God bless me. Nah it's not you did that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We've got to start being real. We gotta start being honest. Uh what else though? For other questions? You know, it was a, a post somebody posted something about a wedding ring. And we keep coming back to this wedding ring discussion. <laughs> We're seeing a lot of these these ridiculous rings, okay, you know you know would you would you accept this ring it would be like a little a ring the size of like an ant or something like uh, how would you would you accept this or these these super gaudy you know big uh settings with the small stones, the little clusters in there and all that stuff I mean you know just ridiculous stuff, very cheap stuff is that is that how you want to be proposed to Courtney?
2: No, no. I'd rather have a a smaller uh, smaller size ring that is higher quality than something big, low quality. But I think, and and I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't know about rings or anything like that. And I remember you had to educate me on the individual settings. I used to think that rings with individual settings, like, you know, individual diamonds, I thought, that, wow, this ring costs a lot of money. That's a really nice ring, and I just didn't know any better. But um, I just want something of quality, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I, I'm not one of those people to put a lot of emphasis on money or, you know, the size of the ring. Like, that's not what I'm into, you know. But at the same time, I would be, you know, lying to you if I said that a man who truly loves you is going to give you a Cracker Jack, you know, box, uh, you know, uh, ring. You know, that's not what, you know, men do. That's not, like, if a man loves you, it's going to be evident um, on what's on your finger. You know, and that's not, you know, being materialistic or that's that's just being real. You know, if he loves you, he's not going to want you to have something cheap. He's not going to put your happiness on the back burner, you know, uh, for some Jordans. You know, I, I know women who have uh, rings that cost less than a pair of Jordans, a pair of LeBrons. That ring that was posted on Facebook, I don't know if y'all saw it, but that was about a, you know, two $300 ring. They had it on there for four ninety nine. Those type of places, you can talk them down. Like, well, look, I got, I got two for you. He's like, nah, man. Look, just give me, just give me three fifty, and it's yours. All right, cool, thanks, man. I go gonna love this. Like, right, come on, <laughs> a ring for under five hundred dollars? That man don't love you. That's what you call the shut up ring. You know, the ring that just keep you quiet. The ring that will never be accompanied with an an engagement. I mean, excuse me, an actual wedding. You know, so you got to really look at it like, all right, you know, am I just doing this for the engagement or for the commitment or do I really want to be with someone who actually wants to be with me? And if that's the case, you're not ever going to have a ring like that. So there was one more question, one more, and we're going to get up out of here. There was a question of would you eat at a buffet on your first date? You know, and I added to this, you know, not just a buffet, because although that's a good question, but also using a coupon. And what we, I've actually asked this question over the years, and a lot of women I found have have not been okay with that, not being been okay even on that thread, not okay with eating at a buffet, and and would look at a man sideways if he pulled out a coupon on that first date. What? How do you feel about that?
2: I'm totally cool with that, <laughs> and this is why. I mean, you know this, and people who know me know this, but I, I do like to eat, and um, I always have some type of snack or something in my purse, or as you guys call it, pocketbook. Like, I always have something with me. So, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty laid back, and so I think it will be great. Like, I think um, someone who are looking at it, as, like, um you know, they want their first date. They want to be taken out somewhere expensive. But I'm looking at it as you just want to spend time with that person and get to know that person and just, you know, really just chill. Like, it doesn't have to be anything extravagant.
1: Yeah. um I think that, I mean, you're right. I mean, that's what it should be about. It should be about... Spending time getting to know each other. I think one of the problems is is that when when women have grew up in a certain type of environment uh, where they're where they're not being respected, they're not being loved or, or appreciated, or told that they're special, then they they still seek that affirmation as adults. So for many women, it's like, okay, you want to you want to hit this. You want to be, you know, you want to date me, whatever you want to do with me, you got to work for it. You know, you have to give, which really means you have to give me what my father never gave me, or what these other men never gave me. Okay, so you, you know, you, you gotta. If you want this, you gotta take me to a five star restaurant. I'm not doing a buf- a buffet where we spend, you know, where you spend, you know, ten dollars a person, twelve dollars a person. No, 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 that that ain't going to get it, playboy. You got to spend $200. You know, $250. You know, that will make me feel validated at the end of the night when I spread my legs for you. Cuz I mean, you know, that's typically how it how these dates end, right? I mean, and so a lot of women if you don't feel good about yourself or feel good about what you're doing, you at least want to feel like you're getting some type of you know, some type of compensation for that, you know, and you can't look at yourself as a respectable woman, you know, if you're being compensated for what you do. It's kind of like, why well, I can't have, I can't respect people like Beyonce. You know, it's just the, the, the hypocrisy, you know, can you pay my bill? Like really listen to that song. We've done shows where we've literally broken that down. Like you're you're talking about giving a man sex, but asking for him to pay your bills in return. I mean, but then on the next album or whatever, maybe even on the same album, you're talking about independent woman. It's just ludicrous. And that type of effect, that type of hypocrisy, that type of double-mindedness is what has corrupted so many of these what were once young girls who are now 30, 35-year-old women who are totally confused because they've embraced, they don't see, Beyonce is not, like one of those, these those people you just listen to. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. I'm just gonna listen to her. Like, no, nah, no. Nah. When you know when Beyonce is involved, women, many women, thousands, millions of women even are adopting her her music and making it a way of life, and you know for themselves. You know, a lot. Of, and I'm saying this from personal experience. Like, I, I know many women who have actually done that. You know, I counsel women who have done that women who told who tell me now, hey, look, they don't, wow, you know what? When I was 15, when I was 16, you know, even throughout my whole 20s, I listened to Beyonce faithfully. I've, I incorporated her music into my life, and now can you help me? I'm 37 and with two kids, and I'm just trying to get my life on track. I don't understand why men view me the way they do. Can you help me change the perception? And, you know, I'm all on board for that, but we got to, we can't, I can't help anyone without, looking at the origin of this stuff. So you know, I I went ahead and I just posted the uh Sierra with the with the with the Baphomet on her uh I posted that in the group just in case anyone is, you know, wanted to see and couldn't pull it up while we're talking. You know, so um yeah, there was another good question from the group earlier, you know, can anyone explain why degenerative behavior is so accepted in our community. And I think there was a picture of some, you know, a woman who was saying, like, I love your husband or, you know, something crazy, just letting it be known that she's an adulterer and just really having no respect for herself. You know, if someone asked you that question, Courtney, what would be your your response? Like, why is it so accepted? Why, like, the way we talk about this stuff, why doesn't everyone talk about it? Why are there people who actually co-sign hoish um you know, just that that type of behavior.
0: Well,
2: unfortunately, a lot of young women don't have great examples at home. Really, to be honest, they don't have fathers at home. And then on top of not having fathers at home, they don't have great examples of women to to show them the way. And so a lot of times we've seen in our household people that aren't in love, just broken relationships, People being cheated on, and different things like that, and we've been conditioned to believe that that's normal, and that's how it's supposed to be and It's okay to be second to a man because my mom was second to my father, you know, who cheated or whatever whatever the case may be, and so when we grow up as women. It's like we'll get into these situations because we think it's normal and we don't think that we deserve better. And I, I responded on that thread and I said um, a lot of it is also just low self-esteem, be great about ourselves and just suffering from low self-esteem. we don't feel confident that we can get a man of our own so we feel that we have to, I don't want to say take someone else's, but we have to be home wreckers and attempt to break up a home. Because a lot of us feel like a piece of a man is better than no man.
1: Right. You're right. And that, you know, that loneliness, it it kicks in on a Friday night and um, they say, you know what, he's showing me some attention. So what if he's also showing his wife attention? At least he's giving me something and something is better than nothing. You're right. I mean, that's, but it, you know, you will be okay. Again, we're talking about Black Lives Matter. With Black Lives Matter, we as black parents need to prepare these young girls with the necessary level of self-esteem in order to function, in order to withstand the advances and the attacks even, you know, of these men coming with this weak game, talking about some, hey, sexy, hey, beautiful. There are women out here falling for that stuff. You know, why? Because they never had a father to tell them that they're beautiful. I spoil my daughter as she's getting older. I find my, my, you know, my wife makes fun of me. Danny, she, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, that's what's necessary, man. You know, I come home, I got she got the, the frozen light up uh princess slippers, the dress, the wig, the Elsa wig, the Anna wig. Uh, I'm sorry, Anna, you know what I mean? He's like, Daddy, it's Anna. It's not Anna, it's Anna. I'm sorry, Anna Anna wig, you know what I'm saying? The freaking um, the jewelry, the fro- she has frozen everything. Like every time I come home, it's like frozen cups, frozen blanket, frozen pillow, frozen br- suitcase, frozen book bag, you know, the sunglasses. Like that's just what she likes now. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But it's all about, okay, you are beautiful. You are special. So you do deserve this. So when somebody says, hey, let me take you to the buffet. Here's this $400 ring. It's like, what? Are you crazy? I have I have a father. He already told me about that. No, no, no. I, you know, I deserve better than that. So don't even take that to somebody else who 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 didn't have a father, who doesn't know what's up. You understand that? That's in, but, but see again, black lives matter though, right? But we're not preparing these kids. You know, that's that's what, what really matters. All this other stuff. Come on, that, you know, this is what really matters. These little girls out here walking around with their boobs out. How are we talking about Black Lives Matter when 90% of these little girls out here singing Nicki Minaj? Beyonce has this song, Formation. You see, it's like five-year-old girls singing this Formation crap. Listen, have you, has anyone listened to the lyrics of this stuff? This stuff is poison. It's poison. Black Lives Matter, but you cannot turn on the black, your, whatever your urban radio station is wherever you live, I'll say 99.9% of the music is just garbage. Why if we why are we not demanding quality music? Am I the only person that turns on the the, the you know the radio back in the day you could hear Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Aretha Franklin, you know, like Nina Simone, like classics. You know what I'm saying? Ray Charles, Brian McKnight. Like, you could actually hear people, you know, who who sounded, like, who made quality music. You can't, the, the urban stations don't even play current R&B guys, like Avant and Tyrese and uh, India R.E. Jill Scott has a new album out. The, uh, listen what I'm saying to you. Urban Radio doesn't even play Jill Scott. Doesn't even play Tank or Tyrese or you know, or Genuine or even TGT when they had this out, they don't even play that stuff. They play Fetty Wap. But Chris Brown, he comes out with a sex song, then, okay, that gets airplay. But actually, you guys know that, right? There's no love songs that get played on urban radio. You guys understand that, right? All that stuff goes to the alternative stations, like, you know, wherever they play Steve Harvey at or the, you know, the Over forty, over fifty crowd, like you got to go. But why? But see, the youth—you guys understand what's happening here. The youth don't get that stuff. Adults can get it, right? Adults will get to hear Joe Scott or Tyrese or you know Whitney Houston stuff, old school Michael Jackson, whatever. You know they get to hear that. But the youth, the young people, the impressionable people, these little girls—they get. then 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 and then then information. I don't even know what the word is like, shut up. Nicki Minaj. I right, what like what are these people talking about? Fetty Wap trap queen? Tra- you a trap queen? Like are you serious? This is what these little girls this is what these people are being exposed to. These people are they don't have parents who tell them, Hey, look, you know, you're not gonna listen to that. They don't have that, so they are. They think that oh, it's great to be a trap queen. That is unacceptable. You know how can Black Lives Matter when we don't even care about that? When I'm the only person anyone will ever hear talking about the just the the ridiculous nature of the Black community, the Black Black radio, Black schools, Black parents. These are things that matter. So we call this show Real Radio That Matters. People are talking about black lives matter. No, no, no. We need to talk about real issues that actually matter. Police brutality, okay, it's a problem, but it's by no means the biggest problem affecting and plaguing our community today, not even by a long shot. So I just want, you know, and again, hopefully if you tuned in late, you know, um, you know, and you missed uh, you know some of the other things we were talking about in the first hour, the first couple hours. You know, go back and check it out, man, because this is all important information that's very, very um, applicable to to the Black Lives Matter movement, the perception of it, and we gotta again, as I said earlier, get back to not allowing media propaganda to 100% control what you're passionate about. You know, there are are vast, many people are protesting right now. They're still protesting this Trump rally and that whole thing. Ninety percent of these people won't even vote. Ninety percent of these people didn't even watch the debates. They actually have no idea what they're even protesting for. They're only protesting because the media says you should be protesting, you know, which is ridiculous. You know, they're protesting that, but they won't protest stuff that actually needs to be protested about. Any last comments, Courtney, words of wisdom?
2: Yeah. Um I I'll definitely say that it's important to know that the real change it starts with you. You know, it starts with, you know, building up and uh building up your families, building building up your communities, making sure that, you know, your children have the education they need. Maybe children in the community that don't have parents You know, help them out in some way. You can make change, and it does not have to involve you going out and protesting and being on TV and being seen where there is no real change. It starts with you.
1: Yeah, and, you know, just real quick about the protest, just one more thing. I mean, because I can't let this pass without just really driving this last point home, but for me... Like, I'm not going to, like, let's just say hypothetically Donald Trump is racist, which I absolutely do not think that he is. Again, that's all media hype, media propaganda. But let's just say hypothetically he was racist. You have people going to these protests, or these, these excuse me, these rallies to protest. I personally find that to be ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, there isn't such thing as freedom of speech. Like, people, people are allowed to express their opinion. Like I don't know if people realize like the, what the constitution says, but like when you are infringing upon someone else's rights. You understand? That? Then that then like the civil rights movement that you, okay, people's civil rights were being infringed upon. So people like Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks and you know all these people, Major Evers, they organized rallies and protests because look, this isn't just your opinion. You're infringing upon my rights as a citizen, as a human. So we're going to protest that. That's where protests are, you know, are needed. You know, but even with even with certain things like even with people like Eric Garner, you know, who was choked out. You know what I'm saying? Like that, his rights were infringed upon. That is, to be quite honest with you, probably the the only one of these situations that I actually agree with that it was actually worthy of protest, to be quite honest. Um, and because clearly, you know what I'm saying, that was not cool. You know, we've talked about the legal aspects of each and every one of these cases. But definitely, I mean, protests, in, are, you know, they need to come when they're needed. But if you have Donald Trump just speaking, why are you protesting that? There's nothing to protest. It's his opinion. You protest by not supporting him. If you don't want to support him, then don't don't vote for him. That's the. That's how you deal with that. But you to, to go. That's like me. Oh, Courtney. Yo, what's up? What you doing today? Yo, it's this KKK rally. Yo, like you trying to go protest? Like what? Like for what? Like you're going to a KKK rally to protest? Why would you do that? You know what I'm saying? That's how they feel. Now, if the KKK wants to come to your house, then you deal with that. But you you don't go looking for trouble who's own you know with someone who's already who's just expressing their their opinion. Like right now, like, yo, that dude Dadon is you know, he's doing a show tonight, so you know, let's just call in his show and harass him. Like that's just like for what? I'm just expressing my opinion. <laughs> you see like it's, it's crazy as that would sound and we used to get those cycles every once in a while. Like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna call in the to, to harass him and debate and you know act crazy. But, so I, you know, just think about it from that perspective. But I did want to leave you guys with a scripture uh, tonight, which I found to be very applicable. Again, we're talking about Black Lives Matter. and uh, It was found in uh, Joshua twenty four fifteen, which says, If it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But for me and my house, I, or excuse me, we will serve the Lord. You know, I really like that. You know, I like that. It's one of my favorite scriptures. And, you know, I feel like we really have to make that decision. You know, who are you going to serve? Is it going to be God's word, which clearly says, we're all made in his image and we're all special you know or are you going to serve the world which says hey look we have to compartmentalize you know black lives matter and that's what's most important you know but then at the same time expect people to you know include us as equal participants in society you know you can't have both you can't separate yourself and segregate yourself but then, at the same time, say, okay, we want equal rights. We want equal, equal, equal. But it's Black Lives Matter, and not all lives matter. So I mean, it's like, which is it? Is it everyone, or is it just? Do we want to be? Because if that's the case, then we got to keep affirmative things like affirmative action. We got to go back to segregation. We got to, you know, we're separating ourselves. And so, which ironically is really a lot of what Stacey Dash said. Now that I think about it, but maybe you know, maybe maybe people look at me like they the way they look at Stacey Dash. I don't know. I, you know, I don't really care, but who knows? But either way, I mean, I think it's a valid point. You know, it's, it's either we want to be included or we don't. And so, just, but and again, the, the the word is here. And God's word is applicable and is timeless. You know, so you can debate with me, you can debate with Donald Trump, state like whatever. But if anything, let's look at the word and, and make that decision as Christians who will you serve? That's it, guys. Appreciate you for listening tonight. I enjoyed uh, spending my Friday night with you guys, getting some stuff off of my chest. I think it was about a week or so last lot. We were last live, I think, what last Friday, keeping it real Fridays. So you know, if you missed that, check it out, and you so know, any of our live shows. And uh, we'll be back sooner sooner than you think. And uh, you guys enjoy your weekend. And I will talk to you next time.
0: Let day don't be your motivation, Let day motivate you, be your motivation, child. Let and rock your world. Hmm. Let day don't be your motivation, child. Let day do mm-hmm. be your motivation, child. Let, you, let, be your motivation. Child, let come and change your world. Don't ever let yourself settle. For No,